So, Berto, I thought about calling this episode The Psychology of QAnon, but I'm terrified that it'll attract too many people on the Internet that we're not interested in interacting with. So I'm going to call this episode The Psychology of a Certain Contemporary Conspiracy Theory. <laughs> what do you think? That's fine. I, I did a, um, a video a while back and that I, I think I entitled it The Madness of Crowds. Because I didn't want to call out a specific crowd. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. If you if you name it that, it will immediately pile on a whole set of yeah, which is the direct opposite of what good content producers are supposed to do. You're supposed right. to have click clickbaity right. things. Right. So in this episode, this is going to be a long one. I, I have, my notes are long, and this could be like a three-hour episode, Berto. Could it be a 13-hour marathon? <laughs> so you, you got to strap yourself in because I want to talk about QAnon. I want to talk about the history of QAnon, even before QAnon existed. I want to talk about how many people believe. There's a lot of stats. I want to do some quizzing of you to see if you're aware of how many people believe in QAnon. Do you remember when I told you we should do an episode months and months ago? And you were like, I don't know what that is, and, and, and I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll get into that too. I, I, I want to talk about our own experiences, our own kind of path. Obviously, you knew about it way before I did. Sadly, well, I don't know if it's sadly, I knew about it before you, but I didn't realize how long it had been brewing. Yeah, that's I, the thing that shocked me. I want to talk about what do they believe? Because the benefit of this deep dive that I did was I finally just figured out what. It is that they believe. And I only scratched the surface, but I, because I've been avoiding it. Anyway, what do they believe? Why do they believe? Right. Is another question we were going to explore. The other question is who is QAnon exactly? Also, what crimes have been committed by QAnon extremists or terrorists, if you will, believers? Um, should we be afraid? And what can we do? And I want to go into like full on. Uh, discussion of all the aspects, and I'm sure you have a lot of things to say, Berto. What do you say? Let's do it. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Hanna. I'm a therapist, and I'm also a professor. My name is Umberto Casagna, and I build um, devices that help people be quieter. Did you wear that pie uh, shirt as a reference to the Aronofsky movie, which is a reference to conspiracy theories? Yeah. This is my pie shirt, and it's got, I don't know if you can tell from there, but it's made from the digits of pie. Oh, okay. If you look at it, Bob. I mean, that, that's just more mathematics. All right, so I'm going to talk about my experience, which isn't very much, and then you can talk about yours, Bert. I'm curious as to what uh, your path was. But I don't remember you saying that to me, by the way, but it totally scans with my, right. uh, my approach. Well, and it makes sense that you wouldn't remember, because it's not that at the time you considered it and dismissed the topic. You had no idea what I was talking about. I was like, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. So my awareness of this sort of thing started with Alex Jones and InfoWars. And my only, the only reason why I knew about Alex Jones was I would occasionally see a Reddit post about him doing something right. interesting and ridiculable. And I would hear like extended family members talking about InfoWars. And I remember looking briefly into it and thinking, well, that, wow, this is bizarre. I mean, they literally believe that Hillary Clinton is a reptile devil person. <laughs> that, And I think Alex Jones said something like, or one of the followers said something like, they got close to Hillary Clinton and they smelled 
burning something to yeah. indicate that they're they're from hell. And I thought, well, you know, you're always going to have a certain percentage of people who believe in some pretty wacky things and seemed really fringe. But it didn't seem fringe enough for my comfort level. Uh, there were right. it, it's it didn't seem like some back alley discussion. It seemed like it was yeah. mainstream enough that I had heard of Alex Jones and InfoWars. Well, it wasn't a video on YouTube with two clicks on it. Right. It seemed like it was definitely like a thing, you know. Yeah. And then so that would have been I don't know, 2014-ish or something, 15. And we actually did a whole episode on him uh, in 2018, a whole episode. I remember doing a, a mini deep dive into him and his the allegations against him and right. why he might be this way and, and all these kinds of things. And then Pizzagate happened 2016. I heard about that, and and that was pretty frustrating. Someone shot up a just a pizza store because... They, there were rumors that there was pedophilia going on in the basement, even though the building doesn't even have a basement. But again, you hear about stories like that. There are mass shootings or crimes like this all the time, and and they often have weird ideas about how the world works. And I just thought, well, yeah. on the scheme of things, it's you know it's still rare. Um, then I heard someone railing about a politician giving some sort of QAnon signal while they were in an interview. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, definitely. What, what was it? So the, um, um, we are one, where we go one, we go all or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there is, um, there is that. And then there is the symbol. But like, I mean, I remember everyone going crazy about, there was a politician that was in an interview and behind them in their office was some sort of QAnon oh, member, okay, mem- like icon or something. I remember when Mike Flynn was uh, like in the 4th of July, him and his family were there and then he was saying some speech and he's finished where, with where we go one, we go all. Uh, okay. So, but I don't so maybe it was that. Maybe, maybe, no, no, but, but the other thing you're saying sounds familiar. I just don't remember who it was. Yeah, so it was... Something like that. I remember people going like, wait, what? Like that politician or that prominent figure yeah. is signaling that they believe in QAnon? They, the QAnon conspiracies? I remember like mainstream people being scared and, and <laughs> shocked by it. But I remember thinking, well, again, you know, there's poli- there are politicians who believe that women deserve to be sexually assaulted. And right. that uh, there are politicians that believe that if women weren't slutty, they won't get pregnant when they're assaulted. You know what I mean? Like literally they have those beliefs. Like if you're pure of heart, you won't get pregnant, you know, and these kinds of things. So yeah, it it happens. But but there is, there is this difference in that um, each one of those things you listed is like a very isolated. I'm not saying that a lot of people don't share those unfortunate beliefs, but it's not like a movement in and of itself, right? right? It, and, and that was my <clears throat> ignorance at the yeah. time. Uh, then a politician <clears throat> was elected who believed in QAnon conspiracies, yep. uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right. And I remember at the time thinking, wait, what? Like, I, I remember, because it's one thing for some, you know, internet group to believe weird things. It's another thing for someone to actually get elected. That means that, over a you know fifty plus percentage of the constituency, or a you know a dominant group of the constituency, voted for this person, even though and they weren't just kind of minorly into QAnon, like they were 
very vocal. Very, very much so. <laughs> and, yeah. and I thought, well, maybe that's just kind of the weirdness of what's happening right now. And th- this is, of course, probably a year ago when she was, ele- when she was elected. I think right? more, yeah. I yeah, or maybe a couple years ago. Then, of course, the attack on the Capitol happened. And among those who committed the crimes, there were some QAnon flags and T-shirts and right. and the QAnon uh, shaman or whatever. And I remember thinking, wait, what? So that's a thing? Like, uh, they're they're out and they're proud and they're they're committing crimes and they're you know they're doing these horrible things. It's an, a legit terrorist organization now and. Well, because they they believe they have the the ultimate moral, like yeah. well, cause. All, all terrorists do. Yeah. Um, then I heard about it more and more, but I still ignored it. Uh, so I, I don't know at what point you asked me to do an episode about QAnon. Was it a few years ago? Uh, not years. I mean, well, actually, it could be because twenty twenty. I honestly have a weird mental gap where there's so many things that I thought happened in twenty twenty. That when I actually did the math, it was like, oh, that's 2019. Yeah. Or that's, so it actually might have been, but because I did, it wasn't person. It wasn't over one of our VCs. So it, it couldn't have been when What's we a were VC? already. a uh, video, video conference. conference. It wasn't when we were already locked in. It was before that. Mm. But I don't know when. Well, yeah. So at some point, but anyway, during this time, I'm still, uh, wanting it to be fringe hoping it'll go yeah. away and also just thinking uh, just figuring it will be fringe figuring it will go away i guess putting my head in the sand on a certain uh degree um and then we were talking a couple weeks ago and somehow the hbo documentary q we're doing the, the nfl oh no actually even before the draft we were talking about it okay yeah. And I was like, huh, well, maybe that'll be a good... Because I, I, at this point, I had thought, I think this thing has gotten big enough that I should probably learn what in the world it is. And uh, one of the best things about doing this podcast is that when I want to learn about something, I can just make it into an episode. So anyway, the docu- so we talked about it. And I said, okay, let's do it. So I looked into their beliefs, the history, the reasons, and it is incredible for those of you out there that don't know anything about QAnon, it's worse than you think it is yep. i mean it is incredible so <laughs> i'm gonna have a hard time keeping a straight face when we talk about this on one hand on the second hand it is incredibly tempting for me to ridicule these people to make fun of them to look down on them to i don't know ostracize them or something which i think is part of the problem i think that adds to the problem and i want to be clear right up front that people who believe in QAnon conspiracy QAnon conspiracy theories that one have no evidence and two are completely unlikely to be true for those people that believe in those sorts of things i don't i don't think they're bad people i don't think they're stupid people i don't think they're you know people that need to be rejected they're they've been led astray there i believe that a lot of them are scared and we'll get into the psychology of why people follow conspiracy theories in general including this one particularly in our times now so i i half of me has a lot of compassion and and really wants 
to keep a door open to these people. And by the way, if you or you know anyone who uh, believes in QAnon or something related, email in because we'll do a follow-up episode because I'm guessing we're going to get a lot of emails. Me and Berto will do a follow-up episode. I mean, compassion has to be there until they start doing a blitzkrieg in Poland. You know, like you, you can be like, compassionate to a group of people that's been misled i could still have compassion i'm not saying and this is what people confuse i'm not saying compassion means um let them do whatever they want when you have a child for example that you love dearly but the child wants to eat all the cookies in the kitchen right you don't let them eat all the cookies in the kitchen Right, right you love that child you have compassion they love cookies. You have understanding for why they want to eat those cookies, but you don't let them eat the cookies. Right. So compassion doesn't mean allowing people to do whatever they want. So in the same way of the Blitzkrieg, I can have compassion for the German people for understanding. If you understand history, you understand the 30s, you understand yep. what was happening in Germany. You understand why in this very similar circumstances to last year in the United States and around the world, that fear breeds desperation for answers and also leads to the emerging uh, or the, you know, there are always people like Hitler, like QAnon. There's only times when people need people like that. So uh, that I have compassion for and understanding. I do. If it were up to me, I would wipe the face of the earth with every single QAnon belief, or uh, and, and maybe sweep a few people up. And you know, like right, if we could just right. sweep them off the earth, like uh, believe me. Uh, so anyway, I, but it, I'm worried that as we go into this, it's it's going to come across as ridicule. I don't want it because I think that's part of the problem. And but at the same time, I am terrified. When we get into the beliefs and the percentages of people around the world who believe in this sort of thing, I am terrified. It's one thing for people to believe in the Loch Ness and the monster. It's another thing for people to believe in the stuff that they believe in, which is it. if you believe this stuff, you are immoral if you're not a terrorist. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, so I am of both minds. Berto, what is your path? through time to QAnon. Okay. And before I tell you that, like I'd say not only do I agree, basically this is not the kind of thing that can and should be ridiculed because it is so serious. Like the flat earth stuff, maybe, but even then, they're just angry at NASA and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. But even then, as I've, as I've looked into that community, I'm like, it's almost hard. Like I feel more bad than I feel like, willing to like ridicule but this is on a whole different level this is like no i am scared sad confused you know i'm not smiling and giggling about this at all yeah there's nothing to make fun of here okay um and i want to hold out that some because when we get into the percentages there's a good chance that people are listening right now who are casual at least uh, believers in QAnon or have been and I want to reach out to those people, and I, I'm really interested in your point of view as right. we talk about this. So the thing is, like, and, and by the way, uh, in the <laughs> subject line, when you go to you got to email us, go to our website, <clears throat> click on the contact us button, and in the subject line, uh, type in um, uh, uh, Q and on follow up episode or something. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. As you recall, I used to be into 4chan many many years ago. 
we're talking about like, you know, 10, 10 years ago, a decade ago. Or so. And for those who know, for, 4chan is like, it's like Reddit, but it's less moderated, I Darker, guess. Darker, less moderated. So there you'd, you'd have a, a page for Nazis and a page yeah. for sexual assault pictures and well and and so the the worst part of 4chan and where i used to spend most of my time lurking as they call it is uh what they call slash b which is it's just a random channel essentially and the reason i even went on it back in the day is because there used to be a lot of clever users on there that would post funny memes before those memes even got popular and they would always make funny comments about things and i got a kick out of it you know i would every now and then i'd comment but i wasn't much of a poster i would mostly enjoy what people were producing but i also feared going on there because in the midst of all those funny things people would post the most horrific graphic pictures and posts and things and i would always quickly skim through that and like feel temporarily traumatized that i even saw think i saw something you know and so over time that was the reason why eventually i stopped because yeah man yeah i'm sure i'm sure 4chan uh for many people it was like because a lot of people went there yeah it was like you it was they wanted a little bit of edge to their internet for perhaps but not like full-on edge and as with any site like that the more edge, the more people like you stop looking at it, and the more edge people come there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the edge lords go there. And so, you know, um, the reason I'm bringing 4chan up is because Anonymous had some significance on 4chan, just like it does in other channels and things. But in 4chan, it was special, is because everyone was anonymous. And so, like when you would post, it's like everyone's anonymous. And you would but, so there are, no, to, there are no usernames. No, that's part of the reason why you can be so brutal about. Interesting. This. So you would you couldn't track what people who were saying what people. right. Every comment and post was anonymous. Yeah, except of course for the moot or whoever you know. Certain people were known in the community because like he started it and stuff. But yeah, people were anonymous. Oh, okay, and so people would call each other anons. That was a thing. Okay. On top of which, you, you, I'm sure, know about the anonymous movement. That was right. You know, the guy from V or whatever. Yeah. The- <laughs> so when the years went by and I stopped using it, every now and then I would hear stories coming out of 4chan. Like, oh, such and such thing in 4chan. And I was always, would always roll my eyes but not be that surprised because I knew kind of the kind of community that we're dealing with. You'd hear that uh, 4chan was... Uh, in trouble because there was a bunch of people talking about white supremacy yes, or, or sexual assault or um and then every now and then they would do something quote unquote positive because they would actually out someone that was bad or or something like that right okay fast forward i start hearing about this qAnon thing and that it's some sort of like they have some sort of inside info from the government but as soon as I heard QAnon, I was like, before I even knew anything, I was like, oh, this is, I'm sure this is some 4chan troll. Like, this is, someone on 4chan started some weird thread. Because they used to do this all the time. They would start a thread. And, and what they would do is they would, someone would 
and they would always do it for the for the lulls, which means just, they were just doing it to fuck around, to have a good time. They would create a post, totally random, where they would make up a story. And the story would be something like about a celebrity or something. But they would try to make it believable. Really? And then people would, without communicating with each other, people would reply and say, oh, I totally remember this. In fact, I was there when blah, 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 blah. And then it would kind of like build up, build up, build up. Now, every now and then, some others would jump in. It's like, what? No, this is true. But then everyone else would, you know, they're like, you're not in on it, you noob. So they would pile on. Well, sometimes those stories would get out. And, and there'd be a media buzz about something. <gasps> Sometimes it was a celebrity died. Like there were a few times where it was reported, looks like a celebrity might have died, but it was fake. It was this 4chan thread. Right. So that happened a few times. So it's just like an inside joke. Inside jokes, yes. For, uh, you know, the insiders of 4chan that exactly. got the joke. Yeah. Exactly. So when I started hearing about QAnon, I'm like, dude, this has got all the markings. Someone started this on, on 4chan. And... Now they're trying to make it have legs. And so people are getting behind it. And then it kind of like didn't go away, obviously, but I didn't hear much. And then months later, I feel like something actually happened, like with a politician or something, where I was like, wait, what is happening here? And that's why I started getting like a little worried that this thing was gaining steam. But never in my wildest dreams would I would have I predicted where it was going to go. And then I actually started looking into what, what is it they believe? So I remember doing some searches like, okay, what, what's the deal? And it was essentially, in my mind, it was a continuation of Pizzagate. You know, it was like, right. oh, I and, wait, see. and Pizzagate was a continuation of the Alex Jones Infowars. Right. So I was like, okay, I see what's happening. They're essentially, they notice that that's got legs. And of course, because, you know, I guess we can say at this point, I'm sure you'll go into way more detail, but in, in too long didn't read detail of this thing is that, People say, hey, the world is run by oligarchical pedophiles and they're out to get all your kids and steal them and drink yeah. their blood. Well, let's, let's get into it, actually. Yeah. So what are the core beliefs, the core, you know, the main, yeah. you're getting into it, so of QAnon believers? Yeah, basically, they're, the, the, the premise is that the world is run by very, very powerful, wealthy individuals. And these individuals are a pedophiles b they are also trying to live a really long time and the way they think they can do that is by drinking the blood of these children because they it can boost their adrenochrome and c um they are trying to destroy most of the things we hold dear like capitalism and other things because they'll ultimately be able to get their way better Right. And C is the most hand-wavy part of their... Because A and B are like, okay, of course you're, you're off the deep end, but it's a clear point. The yeah. world is run by oligarchs who are pedophiles, and they want to drink the blood of children. Okay. And then the last one is like profit, you know, like, and they're going to destroy the world. <laughs> right. They want to rule the world, and they want to destroy the yeah. world. And they also are Satan worshippers. Leaving that, uh, leaving that as well. Oh yeah, you know it, what? What's funny is like I'm sure that that's part of it. It's just that I don't even understand what Satan, which Satan, or which version of what we're talking about. And the reason I say that is because, um, like, there were with the whole um, PizzaGate thing. 
there was all this thing about these art exhibits that were really satanic, you know? But then they would show them and it was like this kind of new agey sh- sort of thing. It wasn't like the Christian devil, Satan. Yeah. So Well, <laughs> what they believe is the Christian devil, Satan. They believe okay. that the the weird, almost apocryphal version of Satan worshipers where <clears throat> you dress up in robes in the middle of the night and drink the blood of, you know, you're a witch. You're okay. some, you know, got it. Um, so, right. So you're Satan worship. So you have a cabal. So they're actually demons and stuff like that. Well, they worship. So, oh, they well, worship. but then there's some people that believe they are actual demons, right. Right. but the core belief is that these people are Satan worshipers, they're but pedophiles. They, they eat children. They, the they not demons. only drink their blood, but they eat the children. Oh, right. The, the de- oh, because oh, part of it is that to, to extract the adrenochrome, you need the children horrified and terrified and stuff. Oh, okay. So they'll do it while they're And still by the alive. way, asterisk, adrenochrome is an actual thing. It's related to adrenaline, but does not actually extend your life. I'm sure you need a um, trigger warning at the, at the onset of this thing. Well, I, we're not going to go into a lot of okay, detail. But, but the, the other interesting thing is that if they're demons... I'm not sure why they're trying to extend their life with the adrenochrome. So right, yeah. some, maybe some are and some aren't. Yeah. All right. Um, who is in the cabal? Who who are the clear members that QAnon knows about that are in this cabal? Um, certainly Hillary Clinton. Yes. She is for sure in it. Uh, I've heard all sorts of things like Tom Hanks. Yep, Tom Hanks. Um, I've, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Yeah, I've heard about Bill Gates being in it too. Oh yeah. Um, so so President Biden. Oh, Soros, definitely Soros. Yeah, Soros. Uh, Barack Obama. See, I thought Biden was no longer the real Biden. No, he's just, op- Oprah so Winfrey, uh, Pope Francis, and the Dalai Lama. Oh, the Dalai uh, Lama. To, to okay. just name a few. So <laughs> there's probably thousands of people who have been. Uh, accused. By the way, so, is, so, that, is the um, is the adrenochrome working? Because a lot of those people you mentioned keep getting older and older. Yeah. So, Berto, I have a question. Is this the deep state? You know, when they say deep state, it, is that what they're talking about? Oh, I see what you're saying. Because um, I, I always hear a certain class of people talking about deep state, and I'm always like, what are you talking well, about? Well, the thing that you're getting at is that these things got intermixed half on purpose, half on accident, because where, where the deep state came from was really more about this idea that there had been a remnant of Obama appointees that were working against the new administration, and they called that the deep state. Uh, but by now, I'm sure that the ideology has combined right. these concepts. Okay, what, <laughs> according to QAnon believers, what is Trump's role? And all right. So this was supposed to be, and I don't know if they, if it started as someone was going to do this and then they were like, Oh, I think it's Trump. Or if it was always going to be Trump, you might, you might know the answer. To that. I don't, I don't. But in either case, he was the appointed one, the anointed one that was going to bring the house down. There was going to be essentially mass worldwide arrests and potentially executions um, and this cabal was going to be brought down. Right. The storm, it the was storm. going to happen. Right. Right. So Trump was the savior. He knew all about the cabal. He knew who was in it. He knew what right. they did. He knew all about the Satan worshiping. He knew all about the blood, the adrenochrome, all that kind of stuff. And he was preparing for the storm to arrest all of them. 
and they would be imprisoned in Guantanamo Bay, as you were saying, or executed, and that this would create a utopia afterwards, which I'm having a hard time understanding because what would the utopia look like? Like some of the pedophiles, some of the criminal pedophiles would be locked up because we would still have other crimes and, and poverty, <laughs> you know, like I'm trying to understand what utopia they were talking about, well, even if this was true. you know. So I, I think the way it works is like this. First of all, you can see why this would be easy to fall down into from certain angles, because one, you, you know, if you pose the question, do you think it's terrible if little children are being abducted and killed and stuff? Oh yeah, that's like the most horrible thing I could. And think by of. the way, that is happening. Of course, it's just not Oprah world. Winfrey. Exactly. It's and we actually have investigations right. that routinely are looking into this yeah. and catching the criminals. So, you know, if you're a QAnon believer, there's things you can do yeah. besides it, this. And that's the key to all aspects of this: is that there is plausibility and plausible deniability. Well. Uh, no, I, no. Think about it from this. The Satan worshiping, no, it's blood plausible. drinking. It's plausible because if you think about it, because a, a lot of folks, I'm not saying everyone who falls into it is like this, but I grew up with a lot of my friends were fundamentalist believers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The things right? that you're taught, you're, you, it's, it's definitely plausible within yes. certain brainwashed yes. communities for yeah. sure. And and so I, I would regularly hear conversations around me about. Um, demon battles, uh, demon angel battles, right. and and they didn't talk about it in a theoretical way. They really believed it. Yeah. So if that's what you really believe, yeah, it's not that big of a stretch to believe no. that. Yeah, some people are possessed by these things. Right. Okay. And now, if you hate a certain political view and those who follow it, who better than to target with your accusations right. of demons than them? Exactly. And then look, there's other possible elements. Trump is a wealthy individual that's been in the scene forever. He probably would have heard slash seen about this. Yeah, but the whole thing, like, of anyone who, if so, if I invented or believed in right. the QAnon conspiracy stuff, I would think Trump would be at the top. His lifestyle, do you know what I mean? Like, if anyone who would be interested in that, it's him. You know what I well, mean? Well, why did no. they? Why did they think he? No, and and I'll tell you why. Because first of all. He's so upfront about everything and so direct, and in, and he doesn't lie to you, right? Because he tells you, look, he doesn't drink, he doesn't, he doesn't do drugs that we know of, right? And he just tells you like it is, right? And and he clearly has no interest in that in in all that dark stuff. So he is the right one. Yeah, he says he's a little rough around the edges. Yeah, I'm just saying, tells like, you like if is. an alien heard about the QAnon conspiracy and they were to take a guess or someone from another country as to who the believers thought were right. the bad guys, I would think they would think Trump would be in the top 10 list. Yeah, like you would have imagined something like... Not the savior. You would think... Romney it, or uh, maybe a, a, what's the vice president, the ex-vice president. Yeah, my, right. Mike Pence, Mike Pence is a better... Uh, right. I would imagine he would absolutely be... The savior right. and Trump would be the bad guy. You maybe know what I mean? even one of these, maybe even one of these televangelists. You know, like uh, totally eight hundred club dude. Or yeah, something. A, a, someone more pious. Right, right. <laughs> someone less. Uh, but uh, Trump. But if I you will. think the um, the way it works is that 
the part of the belief system is that um, the what do you call it? The emissary doesn't choose themselves; they are chosen. Yeah. And so you know, and and there well, it's are, wishful thinking. I think yeah, you know it, they, they they, and we'll get into that later. But anyway, so and that's their belief system. That's the core belief system we've just identified it. And the last thing here is that QAnon is this. Uh, so the the poster's name is QAnon, and he or she or they are close to Trump. That was the whole thing. And QAnon knows what's going to happen, and QAnon is telling everyone to prepare for the storm and how they can help. That is the, that's way, the core I, to QAnon belief system. Right, and, and I do believe that the way this started was from inside that whole camp, and it was a very well-informed and very clever, if psychopathic, but clever way to abuse the trends and the susceptibilities of people in this day and age and with these technologies. Like Roger Stone or Steve Bannon. Absolutely. And and therefore, that gave it the additional plausibility because people started noticing patterns that were planted on purpose. So they're like, oh, they said this and then this happened and they wore that lapel and he said this word at this speech. So right. they're like, well, it's true. It's got to be all true. Right. So other beliefs, what do you think QAnon believers believe about mass shootings in the United States? Um, that they're, uh, what do you call those things? False uh, flags. False flags with actors, crisis right. actors. Uh, uh, just, and they're mostly designed both to induce panic, definitely remove our guns and our ability to defend ourselves, and install more left-wing demon worshipers. And for sure, this was Alex Jones' thing, and I'm guessing Absolutely. it was other people before yeah, Alex Jones. Yeah. Um, also, the news cannot be trusted at all, even Fox News, for that matter. But QAnon news, totally infallible. The CIA installed Kim Jong-un as a puppet ruler. German Chancellor Angela Merkel is Adolf Hitler's granddaughter, which is not true. By the way, the, the other parts of plausibility is we have installed rulers, yeah. And we have messed with the world all over the place. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But just evidence, people. You yeah, can't just say exactly. shit and have it be true. Uh, Trump simulated the conspiracy of Russian interference in the 2016 election for some reason. Do, do you know what QAnon believe about JFK Jr.? You know, because he died a while back. Um, uh, I don't Was he going to expose it all? Uh, he faked his death and is now actually QAnon. Oh, JFK okay. Jr. is QAnon because he came from the Kennedys. He knew all the right, but it's such a weird, things. it's such a weird, uh, circuitous route. Like, okay, one JFK Jr. didn't really die. Okay, uh, I guess, but somehow he's now close to Trump, and no one notices that. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, um, also includes aspects of the JFK assassination conspiracy theories, UFO theories, uh, 9-11 was an inside job. Like the way that Q, the QAnon conspiracy theory is described is it's, it's a, I can't remember what they call it, but there's, there's some term that it absorbs lots. It's like a mega conspiracy. Yeah, a meta, theory. meta conspiracy. <laughs> um, some QAnon believers believe uh, that QAnon has supernatural powers that he can predict the future. He can make things happen. Right. There was a few things that they, the QAnon posted and that seemed to come true. Right. So somehow he could see into the future things that he, that no one would have control over. You right. know what I mean? Um, 
some far right German QAnon believers now believe that Germany is a corporation created by the Allies after World War II, and they believe they hoped that Trump would lead an army to restore to restore the Third Reich. Some far right Russian QAnon believers believe that the Russian government is a Delaware United States Delaware based LLC that occupies the legal territory of the Soviet Union, <laughs> and on and on. Uh, it's so hard not to ridicule this. Anyway, okay. So failed predictions, Berto. Let me just rattle these off because I, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't get enough. When I, I started looking, I thought, this is, this is dumber than I thought. Like, I thought when I would look into it, I would see some sort of intelligent internet conspiracy about, you know, like the whole 9-11 truth. Or I remember when I had family members who were kind of believing it uh, months after 9-11. And... I there remember, are a lot of weird things about 9-11. A right. lot of weird things. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, airplane jet fuel, fuel doesn't burn hot enough to melt. The seventh Steel. building. Yeah. The, yeah. the people the gone missing. Demo. Yeah. The, it's so many things. Yeah. There's a lot of little things. I've looked into, I've watched people, experts who have looked into it and the consensus by, you know, 98% of the scientists who have evaluated it have said that there's a... Uh, explanation for all those anomalies, you know what I mean? Oh, but, and by the way, this is great that you're bringing this up because even if it were, in fact, a full-on conspiracy, right, the nice thing is that that actually would still be plausible in that, now, what's implausible is how many people would have to be involved, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But the, but, the, but the thing, the no narrative... No one saw anyone planting the, the right, explosives. Right. But the narrative is actually so much simpler. Yeah. Because what is the narrative? We want to go to war with Iraq. We don't know how to do it. Yeah. We're going to do a false flag operation and go go, go to war. Right. There's no blood. There's no right. basement in a pizza store. And you don't need this exist. thing to be going on for 6,000 years. Right. So, um, right. Where was I? Oh, so you were talking about all the failed predictions. Oh, no, no. no. I, well, right. Well, I was talking about how when, when the, right after 9-11, there were videos coming out on YouTube or real networks or whatever we were watching on back then that were talking about some of these things like i remember this one video came out where it was a still shot of the jet going into the pentagon right and it looked like a missile because yeah. of the the anomaly in the picture you know yeah. and there were people who said it 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 they thought it was a missile so they thought it was a you know a us false flag operation where they yeah. missiled their own pentagon as a thing and i had a cousin who believed in this and i remember watching the video and thinking yeah, that does look like a missile. You know, so... It, in, in other it, words, it wasn't like you could immediately, trivially dismiss things. Right. And and, and yeah. the more you look into it, of course, it, it was just an anomaly of the... You know, you're, you're, it's a bad webcam from 2001 that is taking a shot, like, one a second or something, and it just kind of looks... It didn't look like a clear missile. It just didn't look like a jet. Anyway, the point is, is that... I thought that's what I was going to find here with QAnon beliefs. I thought I was going to find something with so many people believing in it. I thought it would be something simple, you know, like something simple, like the, the Democrats are trying to take away white people's rights or something. And, and here's how they're dismantling it. And, and uh, things that I think I hear from Republicans occasionally, I did not expect to get this brutal. So uh, hey, oh, sorry. And, and, and by the way, Pizzagate, was actually more like the 9-11 thing you were talking about. Because, first of all, it was a much narrower, narrower, narrower accusation. But, but it was a, but it was a, 
it, it was a what do you call it like a it was a it was a much bigger conspiracy that came down to a small thing that part's true but the thing is they said look we looked through these emails so first of all there's emails to look through right yeah and there are weird things in it and you know i looked through it and i read the things and you know what there were some things that were weird i was like i don't know what this means but of course i don't believe it right. but at the same time it was i could see how one plus one might equal four right. for someone it, it, yeah, a reasonable person wouldn't come to those conclusions, yes. but right. it, yeah. Anyway. So these prediction. So when I started looking into the, I didn't realize QAnon was a predictor of things. I, yeah. I, I didn't realize that QAnon was a lot of things, yeah, <laughs> and um, said a lot of things, and and when I get in later into giving you an example of one of the posts that QAnon would do, you'll see how cryptic and how just bizarre these posting those these posts are it's nostradamus it's like nostradamus like when you read nostradamus's right uh poems it you can apply it to anything and the ascent of the third light by the waning right. afternoon yeah if if you look at it you know if you squint hard enough anything starts to look like anything and so um, some predictions. Uh, 2017 is when they began. Hillary Clinton will be arrested and will attempt to flee the country. No. The storm will take place. So this is interesting. The, the, like many occults, and this has been accused of occults, it's very much of a cult, and really, and, and the way people talk about being kind of indoctrinated. It's the first, like, internet sort of right. 4chan-ish cult, you know? You red pill um, into it. Or big one, anyway. So similar to that, the the end of the world or the awakening or the coming of Christ, if you will, are repeatedly given a date that doesn't work out. And then they yeah. just push it forward. Right. You remember when like the world's going to end in 2012? Well, oh, we did our math wrong. Yeah. And so the storm will take place in November of 2017. No, it did not. Um, 2018, a major event involving the Department of Justice will take place. So the reason why I'm going through all these is just to give the listeners an idea of just how ridiculous this is. Like, you know, how stupid QAnon was to say such specific things. Like, that's playing with fire. You should stay cryptic. Anyway, 2018, a major event involving Department of Justice will take place February 1. No. P uh, people targeted by the president will complete suicide on February 10th. No. There will be a car bombing in London on February 16th. No. There uh, sorry, quick question, though. Were these things that Q literally posted, or were yeah. these interpretations that people made about things that Q posted? Uh, I don't know, but the article that I read was a you know well-respected article, okay. and it uh, claimed that QAnon made these oh, predictions. Okay. So I, I'm guessing I'm I'm positive these are not like weird interpretations of a okay. post. You Got know it. what I mean? Um, and you know, the storm will take place on November third. You know, if QAnon says the storm will take place on November 3rd, 2017, everyone understands what the storm means. You know, it's just a rainfall. <laughs> right. It's not just a storm. There will be a bombshell revelation about North Korea in May of 2018. No. A smoking gun video of Hillary Clinton will emerge, you know, of all of her crimes in uh, March of 2018. No. Multiple predictions that John McCain will resign from the U.S. Senate. Uh, that never happened. He died in, as a senator. Multiple predictions that Mark Zuckerberg would leave Facebook and flee the United States. No. Multiple failed predictions that Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey will be forced to resign. No. Multiple failed predictions that Pope Francis, which for, so that's a weird thing. QAnon's like, you think Pope 
Francis would be on the good side? But... No, no, no. Actually, I did know all about this because of relatives that I have that are um, fundamentalist Catholics. They don't accept anything past Vatican II or, yeah, nothing post-Vatican II from the 70s or whatever. So they don't... Because they they're all like, like super liberal popes yes, or something. exactly. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so yeah, multiple failed predictions that Pope Francis will be arrested on felony charges. No, uh, huge Republican success in the 2018 midterm elections, which did not happen in the United States. Uh, skipping to 2020, the Trump military parade will never be forgotten. The military parade never happened. Which, which parade? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I should add that um, a, a, another element of plausibility when you're talking about Pope, the Pope is all the barrage of scandals for of sexual abuse in the right. Catholic Church. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trump, and that's the point about this, is like... That's if, real. <laughs> if you want to help the world, there yeah. are things you can do. Yeah. And none of us disagree. Right. None of us who don't believe in the Q right. disagree with that. <laughs> right. Everyone agrees that when a priest abuses a child that that's a wrong thing and we should do something about exactly. it republicans democrats we're we all, all on board shake hands and get them yeah. yeah um trump will win in 2020 in a landslide uh no that did not happen uh 2021 the storm will take place on january 20th the inauguration day uh no it didn't happen by the way i wonder if just like the because i'm sure they believe that in fact trump did win by a landslide so i'm wondering if for all of those other ones there are like, well, it did happen. You just don't know about it. Or Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are. So another thing is that Q, people and QAnon himself responded to these accusations. Why do you have all these failed predictions? Is that disinformation is necessary. Mm. What a wonderful out. Yeah. Right? Uh, my machinations are so deep and so complicated right. that... I need to make false predictions sometimes right, right, because right. it's all part of the plan. Trust the plan. Trust the plan. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. No, but it is so clever. <laughs> I mean, it is ridiculous. But Berto. it's not. It works. It's it's extremely smart. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's, it's very scary. Yeah. Uh, multiple failed predictions that Donald Trump would become re-inaugurated. January 20th, no. March 20th, no. August 13th, as recently as August 13th. That no. didn't happen? No. Oh. Um, so, now, this, if you study predictors, because there are many, QAnon is one of millions right, of people right. who claim to have a crystal ball. And they all follow the same rule book. And the rule book is uh, splatter all sorts of stuff at the wall. Try to, take, try to take your best guess. Right. One. Two, predict things that are fantastical because it gets people worried. Because if you say, you know, and the news will do this, like tonight at nine, the news will tell you a storm is brewing, you know, the rain is coming, you know, it, it, it will. Can it, you protect your home? Find right. out how at right. 11. It, it gets you to watch. And so one, as a predictor of the future, if you're going to follow the rule book, the playbook, you have to predict scary things. You, no one predicts like a cat will be discovered and, you know, someone will lose their cat and they'll find it. You know, like no one, there's no predictors. It's always <laughs> like a hurricane or an earthquake or an alien abduction or something. So that's one. And two, 
is you have to splatter a lot of things at the wall because then something will randomly become correct because that's just statistically likely. And three, take your best guess about some things, you know, like actually look into what likely will happen based on current trends. And when you throw all that stuff at the wall, what happens is the people who want to believe in you will have enough reason to believe in you because 1% of the things you say will be correct, just kind of randomly, or, or you're taking a good guess. And they, because they believe, they will disregard the 99 things that you got wrong. Absolutely. And there's that other technique, which is similar to what you just mentioned about um, we need disinformation, which is uh, yeah, or, that's what they want you to think. Right. Or when you're wrong, you just have some explanation as to why empirical observation doesn't apply to you. <laughs> like one of, one of the theories, yeah, one of the theories is that, uh, for example, Biden is actually not the real Biden and is controlled by Trump. Oh, really? Yeah, that's one of the theories. Ah, so Trump that, is actually in charge. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, so history, Berto. Let's go through it real fast here. Uh, well, it won't be fast, but first let's take a break. What do you say, Berto? Let's do it. Hey, Deserving Listeners, as you all know, I am constantly recommending that people go to therapy. We all need therapy from time to time. Well, one of the options available that is definitely worth checking out is BetterHelp. If you're looking for a therapist, I would give it a try by going to betterhelp.com slash Kirk. Make sure you use the promo code Kirk because you get 10% off your first month and it really helps us out. As you watch these videos, I know many of you have been motivated to find your own therapist, which is great because you deserve it. And I know also that it can be hard to find a good fit, find the right one for you. Well, one of the options available in terms of your shopping is to go to betterhelp.com slash Kirk. I've been told you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. You can message your counselor at any time. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. I've also been told that it's often less expensive than in-person therapy, and you should know that this service is available to clients worldwide. So go to betterhelp.com slash Kirk to get 10% off your first month today. All right, we're back from the break. Um, Yeah, this is going to be a long episode, Berto. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, in my deep dive on the history of QAnon, it led me down thousands of years of history going back to, you know, early uh, known history of humans of racism and anti-Semitism and um, how politicians have always used conspiracy theories or lies to manipulate the public to their own means, how cults have been forming, you know, since before written history also, you got misogyny and xenophobia and nationalism, and then more recently, so so we could, you know, I'm sure there are dissertations being written right now about how QAnon is just a, you know, current manifestation of things that happened all the way back with the Greeks, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, with, without going too deeply into anything, um, I think there's a lot of how religions developed, which were essentially putting together disaster scenarios on paper right and saying hey this really bad thing is going to happen right. but if we all behave in a certain way if we all do certain things we might be able to avert it yeah and there are many uh, parallels uh, for better or for worse with early christianity yeah end of the world uh, this person knows everything 
uh, or I know everything because that person told me. Um, you know, back then, uh, the historians, because there's the apocalypse in the Bible, and historians will say that the people who wrote it back then were telling their their congregants, the people who were giving them money so that yeah. they could be a professional priest, that the end was coming like next week. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. going to happen in 2000 years. Like yeah. Jesus coming back and the, the, what do they call it? The, the rapture, the and, rapture the, yeah. and the, you know, everyone's going to hell, like the, the four horsemen, of the apocalypse, this is happening soon. That's coming. So prepare yeah. now. And interesting that, you know, similar to the storm and, which we'll get into that in a bit. But anyway, so we can go way back to all sorts of, um, and Christianity is by far not the only <laughs> religion, right? even of the time, that has those elements. And, and by the way, conspiracies were, were and have been real throughout history, meaning um, there have been a few subset of individuals that have absolutely pulled off massive stunts of deception and control. Uh, and so I think that's the other thing is that the mythology of this thing actually also goes back a long ways because, and in some ways adds to the plausibility. It's like, well, that is true. Like take the, the way that the Bible was decided upon at the council of Nicaea. That's a conspiracy, right? That's like a few set of people decided, Hey, this is what we're going to tell everyone is the reality. And this is what we're leaving out. Right. And that is true. Yeah. And so you fast forward and you're like, well, maybe, Maybe this could happen. It could be that five people in a dark room are controlling my taxes right now. Um, But then more recently, again, we have Alex Jones Infowars, which, uh, from what I understand, is basically a direct uh, precursor to QAnon. Uh, And then you have the ideology of QAnon being building for years. Mainly, I would take a guess and say that when Obama was elected— and internet, you know, social media was becoming, was coming along at around Obama times. And I think that there were a lot of, I'm sure, straight line influences going back then. And then, of course, you have Anonymous, the hacker people, you have Gamergate. You, you, there's all these things that are clear precursors. You could almost consider it like early manifestations of the movement of QAnon. And it's interesting you mentioned Alex Jones because it's absolutely true that uh, for many, many, many years he has been peddling these, a lot of these conspiracies, that there's a, a ruling elite that is into crazy weird rituals and does all sorts of manipulation, control, deception, CIA programs, aliens, like the works, right? And then uh, I think... In a way, he might have been slightly annoyed that they used his playbook. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, so going back, Birdo, well, do we have time for that? I'm just going to rattle through some of my notes here because I don't think we have okay. time. But um, it's interesting to think back to the Salem witch trials of the 1600s. Mm-hmm. So this is about when, and, and by the way, so, you know, it's often told as a story of these crazy girls or Going, Something was going on. Going weird. Them, or yeah. they were being, you know, that's one side. Or, or they were being scapegoated. Yeah. They were just kind of normal girls who might have been sick or something or, you know, licked a toad that they shouldn't have licked and <laughs> had a weird episode. And, right. But when uh, historians actually look at this event in the context of what was happening in the society, at the time, there were more 
liberal ideas starting to happen in puritanical America. Hmm. That there were movements for women's rights at the time. Right. There were challenges to religious authority. And there were th- there was a, a big fear of Native Americans. Hmm. And of just death from winter, you know. Yeah. So you have a terrified inner you know community with a threat from the outside of the native americans who are just trying to kick off the pesky white people from their land and you have young women saying we have rights you have some people saying i don't know about this puritanical stuff like can't we ease back a little bit on this a little (laughs) bit and boom you have this conspiracy theory cooked up by the right wingers yeah as a way of manifesting in the language of the demons versus angels narrative, the political fears that they were having. And it gives them an enemy. Isn't that interesting? That uh, looked through a certain lens, the Salem witch trials is a 1600s version of QAnon. Yeah. I'm sure the witches kidnapped kids and drank their blood. Right. It was, it was all that stuff. Right. Um, also, another interesting thing that I read about in the 1800s, 1820s, early United States, there were conspiracy theories abound in 1820s hmm. because there was an expansion of white male suffrage, uh, white male voting, uh, because there was, mo- you know, the very beginning, you had to be non-Catholic, you had to be non-Jewish. You landowner. Had to, you had to be a landowner. There's very few. Yeah. You had to be white. You had to be man. A certain age. And then slowly over time, we started to expand the vote to other people. And in the 1820s, there was a movement to expand it to, um, you know, Catholics and other sort of uh, people that weren't considered to be like the core of white America. And that would have been terrifying to the people that were in charge. Right. And as a result of this also, uh, new parties were created. The Democrats, one, the Republicans, another, the Whigs were also created during this time because there were so many more voters to mm. to appeal to. And these new parties use conspiracy theories as a political tool to capture new voters. Oh, weird. <laughs> in a very similar way <laughs> of QAnon. familiar. <laughs> and by the way, historians will say that this ultimately caused a collapse in public trust at the time. Not surprised, but and I a am surprised in the Democratic the... process surprised about the cyclical nature of it right that it didn't ultimately destroy the country um and you know there are related conspiracy theories in the past that kind of feed into QAnon. you have mccarthyism you have moon landing was a hoax you have satanic panic of the 80s which is a direct precursor to QAnon. you have the illuminati like the, when I first heard, heard about QAnon, I was like, isn't this just the Illuminati, right. like rebranded? Yeah. You know? Although, because the, see, I think that with the Illuminati, it's their, their goal seems to be more mundane. Like they just want money and power. And power and rule yeah. the world. I, I, like at least I never heard, maybe I'm wrong, I, the occult part might have been. No, I don't remember hearing that. But either. the one that the, you mentioned right before that, the, um, was the other thing you just mentioned? the Satanic panic? Uh, no, no Moon, uh, McCarthyism. 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 See, that's another example of something that was way easier to understand. Right. The Russians don't like us. They're they're out to get us, and they have spies everywhere here, and they're all commies. Like, it's narrower. Right. You know, it's yeah. It doesn't involve some <laughs> magical substance that exists only in children right. when they're scared. Um, and then 2016, several anon accounts, as you were calling Umberto, were created claiming to be insiders. That This was interesting to me, is that hmm. QAnon was not 
by far not the first anonymous account that was claiming to be an insider in the government. Right. You had CIA Anon. You had CIA intern. You had White House insider Anon. You had FBI Anon. Yeah, because Q is the, isn't it the level of of security access? Right. So QAnon is Q uh, Q clearance. So there's like certain levels of clearance into top secret information. And if you're Q, you're like really high up or something. So that's why Q, Q and I, you had H L I anon high level insider anon. And they often would post these conspiracy theories. Maybe Birdo, as you were saying, as a lark, (laughs) at least some of them probably were right. Uh, and by, by the way, we've talked about this before. It's when I was a young not only kid, like I think in my early 20s, I still held on to this naive notion that, that oh my gosh, in the CIA, in big companies, um, there must be like these groups of people that are so smart and so in control and so like advanced in their planning that they really pull off these crazy things, right? And you know, when you watch James Bond movies or things, it adds to that mystique. And then after spending a bit of my life in the workforce, I, I just came to realize that we're all just humans and we all make mistakes yeah. and it's really hard for us to coordinate on anything. Yeah. Yeah. You And even watching documentaries or uh, reading stories about the CIA, yeah. it's just a, a corporation yeah. and a government one at that or not a corporation. It's just a, you know, organization of, of human beings. They don't have some magical born identity level, uh, ability to know everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 2017, a post appeared on 4chan called from QAnon, but this was just yet another one of those insider Anon accounts. And they claimed to be a high-ranking government insider with Q clearance close to Trump, similar to other Anon accounts. Mm-hmm. They predicted that Trump, Trump would unmask the cabal like other people had predicted before. Oh, and by the way, th- so one of the things that just make my, made my hurt, uh, head hurt and still does, as I mentioned, 4chan was a cesspool of child pornography and horrible murder pictures and things. And there was a subculture. Really? They had that kind of stuff was on? Oh, yeah, and they had a subculture of people that, gl- that glorified it. Now, there were some people that would be like, oh, you're a pedophile, get out of here. But no, no, no. There, there was horrible stuff on there. So for that to be the root of this is so sadly and darkly ironic. Yeah. It's as if, it's, it's kind of equivalent to like there being a, a group of Nazis that start a thing against white supremacy, you know? Yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> right. It, if, if, if there was ever a place that had pedophiles who wanted to drink children's blood, it, they were on 4chan. Yeah, because the they, they're the ones that would post snuff videos and links to weird dark web stuff and all these yeah. things. Criminals which, doing horrible things. Which is why I, that's the kind of stuff. And by the way, I never even, even just a little glimpse can be traumatizing. Like you're scrolling through yeah. and you see a picture and you don't even register. You just know that you've been traumatized subconsciously. That's why I stopped going there. Yeah. So QAnon was just another one of those Anon accounts. But for whatever reason, probably no one will know exactly, It this one started to get some legs, started to get a little bit of traction. Maybe because it was authored by someone who actually was on the inside. 
and could kind of prove that they were on the inside. Um, and someone like Steve Bannon, you know, the, the theories about Steve Bannon is that he was kicked out of Trump's inner circle and as a way to stay in the mix and maybe to strike back or something, <laughs> he could uh, use this QAnon account to, um, I don't know, we'll get into later and just like, why would anyone do this? But anyway, so Russian backed Twitter accounts would amplify QAnon and other kinds of things like QAnon for reasons of trying to destabilize the United States for their own gain. And by the way, uh, so one thing to add to the mix here is that uh, the interference stuff in the election of 2016, it wasn't just some like haphazard attempt at like, oh, maybe we could like try to influence people. Um, there are, you know, millions and millions of dollars being spent for, for, for a decade now on understanding how to analyze data to see how you can predict people and their patterns and then manipulate those patterns. Right. And, and so out of that same research, of course, findings came out that, oh, we can find these very, like what you would think would be niche subsets of interests and then exploit them. But then you can amplify that, right? So it's the same, both research as well as people that would realize, ah, there is a susceptibility here that if we push into certain topics, these groups of people will absolutely navigate to that. They will get behind that. Right. And so whoever it is, Bannon, whoever, they're aware of all this because they were in the middle of all that other research. Right. They are, they are very well informed about how those little strings that you can pull at can unravel people's sweaters. Right. Sean Hannity and Roseanne Barr publicly agreed with QAnon ideas. I don't know if they specifically identified QAnon, but QAnon ideas. Then it starts to build more steam, but it's below the radar for sure, especially to me. 2018, we have the Hoover Dam incident. An armed QAnon believer was arrested on terrorism and other charges for driving an armed truck to the Hoover Dam and blocking traffic for 90 minutes. He said he was on a mission that involved QAnon. He made a QAnon-related demand about the Justice Department, FBI, Hillary Clinton emails. He also wanted Trump to honor his duty to lock people up, and he was sentenced to seven years on a terrorism charge because he was literally a, a domestic terrorist. A man was arrested in California with a car containing bomb-making materials. He intended to, quote, blow up a satanic temple monument in Illinois to, quote, make Americans aware of Pizzagate and the New World Order who were dismantling society, end quote. So another QAnon person who had the makings of a bomb and wanted to blow things up. So QAnon in all the posts when you add up, do you know how many posts do you think QAnon has made? Like a thousand? Five thousand. Yes. Five thousand. Eventually made uh, and an example from this time, 2018. So it's hard for me to uh, word this to people because there's so many symbols in this, but I'll just try to, I'll just try to, I'm just going to say the whole thing. Okay. Panic in DC. LL talking equals truth reveal tarmac BC. LL talking truth reveal Comey HRC email case. 
LL talking equals truth reveal Hussein instructions regarding HRC email case. LL talking equals truth reveal Brennan no name cord to frame POTUS question mark. FISA equals start. FISA brings down the house. When do birds sing? Q. Berto, what do you think this means? That's so awesome. It's it's basically what it's so. This is re- Nostradamus at its best. By well, the way. and the reason I say that's so awesome in a very very sarcastic, ironic way is I think you will recall that um, a few years back I was doing these little online puzzles for people. Yeah. And I had a little community of people that would follow it, and this is the kind of stuff I would do. I would put out these little cryptic posts. A game. It was a game, and it had all these hints, and the hints added up to things. There were a lot of dead ends, but the dead ends were like self-contained. And Man, you and would so, be, I mean, just texting with you friend to friend, it's like this sometimes with you. I feel like I have to like read between the lines. You're never just straightforward communita- communicating, so you were right up your alley at that right. point. So when I see, or when I hear this, yeah, okay. First of all, I, I sense the way you were reading it that there were a lot of question marks. Yeah. So that's a nice little plausible deniability. Right. right? I'm just asking a question. Right. Number one. Number two, uh, of course, lots of those uh, letters like HRC, it's like, well, that's Hillary Rod- Rodham Clinton, right. unless we need it not to be. Right. Right. And then um, there's other things about like FISA start. Well, which aspect? Like, you know, the, like yeah. each one of them you could take into so many different directions. Right. So. I won't bother with deciphering this silliness. It's essentially just someone, uh, I don't know, just masturbating all over their computer. But, well, but the, this was well planted because, as you know, then these drops would get analyzed by all the followers right. and they would make these lengthy videos dissecting every single piece of it. Right. And then that's more content and mm-hmm. then that's more eyes and that's more interest. And then it just feeds off each other like a game. Yeah. And so LL is Loretta Lynch, President Obama's attorney general. Um, So Loretta Lynch talking equals truth reveal tarmac BC. I've no idea what tarmac is. BC is Bill Clinton. LL talking equals truth reveal Comey. So Oh, the the tarmac. There was some thing about Bill Clinton on the tarmac. I forget what the deal was. Actually, I'm not going to go there. It's stupid. It's just a bunch of one of the, it's just a bunch of dumb ideas that they have and so what are you gonna do all right but just to give those listeners out there an idea now not all q uh posts and i hate it when people call them q drops just call them posts you know that they call them drops <laughs> i'm gonna call them a post yeah, because yeah. that's what they are it's a post yeah. you're posting on a it's just leaderboard it, i think it, it adds to their mythology of it being a war so they're imagining oh. it's, a, it's like a supply drop you know yeah okay <laughs> So um, it, it, they're not all like that, but just <laughs> but none of the posts that QAnon would make, if you read just a sampling, you would say, even if you knew what they were talking about, you'd be like, that's what all the people were freaking out about? I mean, this, this, but I suppose if you believe that this is an insider who knows the future and the storm is coming... Right. Then I guess that makes it pretty cool, but well, and, and when things but don't, if you don't believe that, then these are just the ramblings of a of a lunatic. And, and when things don't work out, literally, um, well, first of all, you're up against the most powerful demon individuals and cabal. So of course, a lot of times they're going to unfortunately thwart 
your best attempts. And actually, don't be so sure it didn't work out because what you, you can't trust what you read on the newspapers or what you see on the TV. Yeah, I just love it that like the <laughs> none of the predictions happened, the storm never happened, Trump lost, and their consolation theory is that Biden is a new a clone that is in the pocket of Trump. Yeah. <laughs> And is is still and is doing all these democratic agenda items. Well, by that's the way. just the cover to keep everyone kind of entertained while they finalize the storm. <laughs> uh, all right, 2019, the FBI publicly identified QAnon as a domestic terrorism threat because it is, and it already had been, and they publicly identified a number of arrests of QAnon terrorists that hadn't been made public before. And just to give you an example, Alberto. This is one of the. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's terrifying. All right. So there was an upcoming fundraising event at the Grass Valley Charter School in California. Okay. So this is just like a. I think it's an elementary school in California, and they have a up. They have an upcoming fundraising. It's probably like a silent auction or something, right? So at the same time, totally unrelated. Former FBI leader James Comey, he t- there was a popular hashtag at the time, hashtag five jobs I've had. Did, do you remember hearing about this? No. Yeah. I, I, I don't Twitter, so I, 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 but I can imagine what that is. It's like, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wow my audience with five jobs I've had, hashtag five jobs I've had. Oh, and people would list what jobs they've had. Right. Okay. You know, like, well, let's do it, Berto. So for me, it'd be ice cream man, security guard landscaper uh denny's dishwasher and a footlocker shoe shoe salesman go berto well in high school i worked at mcdonald's okay at a daycare center um at a carpet cleaning company oh yeah and then the job i've had uh for the longest time which is basically building ways for people to be quieter yeah and then podcaster okay so that would be so James Comey apparently did something like that. And the first letters of the jobs were G V C S F. So 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 not only were the QAnon people looking at QAnon posts as and deciphering and reading in too much. But also all, all of the other government people. Yeah. Because they're all part of this conspiracy, right. so they're all doing these you for, know, for good or bad, right? Right. And that's how the whole Pizzagate thing yeah. happened because there were people within Hillary Clinton's world who yeah. were talking about getting pizza after work. That's literally, so just so you, just so you understand where Pizzagate happened from, you know, there were these uh, emails that were leaked and there were talks about, Hey, let's get pizza. And they would often talk about getting pizza at this place called Comet, which was in Washington, DC. Right. Everyone read into this as pizza meant let's go have sex with children at Comet Pizza Place. Yep. And then there were all these other things, like other words meant drugs. And and it was just people over email talking about getting pizza after work. <laughs> Birdo. I mean... No, I mean, I read the emails. And, and the thing is, like, that those emails and the way it was worded is a million times more believable as a conspiracy than everything that's coming. Yeah, so, so, okay, so the James Comey, okay, remember, there's this fundraising <laughs> event happening at this charter school. FBI dude does the hashtag five jobs I've had, 
and the five letters of the jobs G G V C S F. Which, by the way, if this was some sort of code, he would have to somehow engineer five jobs he had to match this code. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So he would have to go the- into his past. He did get in the time machine and get jobs that start with those letters. But this has been going on for thousands of years. <laughs> It doesn't make it. QAnon believers interpreted this to be a veiled reference to the Grass Valley Charter School Foundation, which is putting on this fundraising event. Where they're auctioning off children. Uh, they thought, no, no. They thought that Comey, so so that would make more sense given the QAnon. But what they thought was that Comey was planning to stage a false flag terrorist attack at this fundraising event. And, and, and pre-tweeting about it. <laughs> By getting jobs years ago, that would. Uh, they also interpreted uh, the hashtag five jobs I've had to mean five jihads. Because ki- if, you, if you sort of blur your eyes, five jobs I've had, hashtag kind of looks like five, five jihads. jihads. Anyway. What was the first one? Okay. What were the. What were the so, yeah. so I'm trying to think. Okay, so I'm James Comey, right? And I, I'm sitting there. I'm not, no, I can't travel in, in the time. So I've already had jobs. I've also done other things. Yeah. So what I've done is I've, I've pasted together a whole bunch of different ideas yeah. and looked at the letters. No, no, you got to go back further, Berto. So I am planning on having a mass shooting at a school. Well, no, not, no, see, no, you're, you're narrowing down too much. What I'm, what I'm thinking is I'm going to do something terrible. But I'm going to keep my options open and look at all, I'm looking, looking at jobs I've had, people I've known, places I've been, and I kind of lay it out on a table. And then I keep my, my ears to the ground. And then I hear, oh, they're having a, found, a fundraiser at this school. What is the school letters? Oh, look, the jobs I've had. Perfect. I'll use that. Yeah. So um, also the timestamp on the post from James Comey was somehow related to the 9-11 attacks. So, you know, you, so okay. the QAnon people are, they're, they're making all these connections. They're like Charlie Day in the basement of that business, you know? Right. And the, it gets out that... It's uh, a beautiful so, mind. Every, and, and by the way, everyone is a beautiful mind because right. Comey is apparently, like all these, everyone's a genius. Right. So, yeah, everyone is this Machiavellian... Uh, Constantly cabalistic, yeah. like numerologist, just like brilliant, boom. yeah, yeah. And so the QAnon people start posting about it, and they're like, "This is going to happen," and it gets out in the news. And the Grass Valley Charter School in California uh, is informed, I believe, by the authorities that there could oh actually be a shooting God. now at your place because oh of this, God. or something bad, or a protest of QAnon people could show. And they canceled the event. <laughs> like, oh, my God. They canceled them. And so then the mythology becomes that they saved those children. Yeah. But that just, again, oh, wait, wait, everyone wait, wait, out wait. there, that just gives you a glimpse, just a taste of what the QAnon people believe in. Oh, hold on. Call on me, please. I, I'm, I'm a little confused about something. Did they save children from getting shot or did they save crisis actors from getting paid? Yeah. Which one is it? Right. I'm confused. Yeah. Well, you you got it going and coming. You you can do whatever you want with reality to fit your situation. Okay. Uh, also during this time, 2019, Trump would sometimes give hints that he supported the QAnon community. And watching the clips of, of Trump ride oh, yeah. this line between being like 
level-headed, I suppose, about a terrorist threat and actually pleasing the QAnon community. It is, you know, because there are times when I'm like, is Trump a genius or an idiot? No, he's just informed. His people gave him enough info. Because, But the way he words things, the way he worded things in these press conferences as people are directly con- confronting him about right. QAnon, it it can be interpreted by the QAnon people as right. he's with us, and it can be interpreted yeah. by non-QAnon people as he understands that QAnon is ridiculous. And he did this, if you think about it, he did the same thing with white supremacy. Right. right. So it's not, it's like, A, he is very good at doublespeak because that was his bread and butter, right? right? B, he had great advisors in that regard. So he basically, and, and But a lot that, of politicians have good advisors. Like, it, it's another thing to actually be at the podium and master the communication in such a way that you could, because that, that is a, that's, uh, what I would think would be an impossible task. How do I make QAnon people believe that I'm with them while answering the question in a rational way that the rest of Americans won't think that I'm with QAnon? Do you know what I mean? That is a very difficult thing to do. That is one of the skills that he did get to exercise for 50 years. Right. right? Is essentially the the double speak in business where it's like, are we going to do this deal? Well, let me tell you some things, right? Yeah. And so... I'm not telling you I'm not going to do the Well, deal. so it's like, what, what do you think of this of this QAnon stuff? It's like, I don't know. I don't really know anything about it. It's like, well, they're saying that you're trying to save all these children. Well, is there anything... Oh, actually, that doesn't sound like a bad thing, does it? Right. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So 2020, Mark... So now there's a growing popularity of the ideas. And popularity is a weird way to put it. I would consider it to be a growing indoctrination into the religion because it's a religion yeah i mean it has all the markers of religion you have a savior yep you have a you have a messiah you have good and evil you have god you have demons and angels you have oh absolutely you have a belief system you have ministers on youtube like interpreting the word of QAnon, the word of god like i i I wouldn't be surprised and and i'm being 100 percent serious if they're was a splinter of Christianity that became known as Qism or something. Well, we'll wait into that in a second, but because um, certainly for sure, uh, I believe that that is a part of it. Um, but so by now, early 2020, beginning of the lockdown, yep. before our world falls apart, there's a survey goes out. Percentage of Americans, Berto, said they had never heard of QAnon. So At the I, beginning of 2020? Yeah. So I'm actually not in this category, but I'm close to it. But percentage okay, of Americans. Um, 60. Close, 76. Percent okay. that had heard a little about it. Um, 20. Oh, exactly. Ding, okay. ding, ding. <laughs> and percentage that heard a lot, that's about 3 to 4%. Okay. Um, so 3 to 4% had heard a lot about QAnon. There's still a lot of people, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more popularity, particularly as COVID started. Why do you think that is, Brito? Well, now we're all on the internet. And only on the internet. <laughs> right. And we have an upcoming election. Yep. And we're terrified. Oh, and actually, what better time for conspiracy theorists than when the world is on a lockdown from a mysterious virus? Right. Yeah. Um, another event happened. The QAnon uh, claimed that the U.S. Navy hospital ship what, remember that U.S. Navy hospital ship that was off the coast? Uh, was yeah. it was it L.A. or was it New York? I think it was it was on the Pacific. Okay. I think it was in California. Anyway, um, that this hospital ship was used 
and not by people that are sick with COVID, but are used by a cabal of pedophiles. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yes. And a QAnon believer was arrested trying to get on the boat. She was carrying several knives. She was live streaming about it to all of her QAnon people because she was going to take out presidential nominee Joe Biden because the belief was that Joe Biden and Tom Hanks and were on the boat. They're on the boat, you know, killing children. And during her arrest, she was crying and asking police, have you guys heard about the kids? So it was uh, now again, compassion. So sad. She probably was brainwashed and believed this to be true. If you believe that Tom Hanks and Hillary Clinton are on a boat killing kids, then you have a, moral duty to do something about that i wish i know that this would have been a huge violation of the rights of everyone on the boat and stuff but i wish imagine if the cops had been like okay well come with us let's let's go take a look but you know i'm sure they'd have they they fixed it you know they they like they quickly, quickly cleaned up yeah yeah but they, they wouldn't do that because they would uh, the dry, diagram of the tunnel that goes down from the ship right in the basement birdo um well that's what they said about the pizza right uh, place yeah yeah uh, so 2020 wildfires, you remember the wildfires, which oh, we, yes. which we wonderfully avoided this last summer, which was in Seattle, um, in terms of the smoke, the smoke, yeah, the fires were worse than ever in some places. Yeah. QAnon believers spread false information that Antifa activists were setting the fires and looting the houses and some resident residents refused to evacuate even though the firefighters were saying you're believing in a ridiculous conspiracy theory no one antifa is not going to come to your house and loot your house yeah um trump amplified these false rumors on twitter uh for example there were you know qanon related tweets about planes and buses full of antifa activists were preparing to loot oh yeah and trump was uh, you know, retweeting or liking or something. Um, September survey now, Berto. So we're, it's not March anymore. We're now, it's yes. now, it's just a short six months, but we're in the middle of the pandemic with it's post George Floyd, right? It's the world is falling apart in America, yeah. particularly people are dying left and right. People are scared. There's no vaccine percentage of, and we've been on the internet for six, <laughs> for six months. That's all we've been doing. Percentage of respondents who said they had heard of QAnon? 70%. 47. Okay. (laughs) Percentage of Republicans who lean, percentage of Republicans and those who lean Republican who believed QAnon is good for the country? Mm, 40. Ooh, almost 41%. 41%. Yeah. 41%. Yeah. Yeah. Of half of Americans believed that QAnon is good. For the country. Right. Scary. Well, why would it be scary that they were getting rid of pedophiles and child killers? But here's another scary. Percentage of Democrats, or those who lean Democratic, believed that QAnon is good for the country. 20%. 7%. Okay. But still. <laughs> still. Yeah. It's like 1 in 12. Like, think of 12 yeah. Democrats. 1 in 12 of them... <sighs> believe that QAnon well, is, is correct and good for the country. There were actually a, a lot of ex-Bernie supporters that became QAnoners. And, and, and there is a fascinating crossover that happened. Um, there were a lot of quote-unquote progressives that were Bernie supporters in the, you know, leading up to 2016. 
that then became very upset and disenfranchised about Hillary taking the nomination. And they went so far left from there that nowadays... They, they lapped they are, themselves they, and came back far right? Exactly. They have guests on like, you know, Ben Shapiro and uh, basically like right-wingers. And yeah. they're more simpatico with right-wing audiences. Now, now, if you want to vote for pro-life, if you want to vote for guns rights, if you want to vote for a wall at the border... This is your right as an American. Absolutely. You, you can vote however you want. You can vote and say, I want our politicians to actually invest money into uh, more money into uh, sustainable energy infrastructure. That's voting. Yep. To believe that a terrorist organization that believes in violence it was it wasn't just a belief system this was purporting this was like mandating violence that believed in pedophiles and devil worshipers and drinking blood if you believe that and you're thinking it's good for the country uh there's something wrong with that <laughs> like that is like so far beyond voting for a wall or even voting for deportation or even voting for like i don't want foreigners in our like but, but it's not a good thing that you're doing that, but at least it's it's not it's not terrorism, you know. Well, but it's it's the funny thing is that if you think about it, on the one hand, when they're trying to build a wall or deport people, they're doing it because they don't like a group of people, and somehow you would think that's hard to justify, but you know they do. But the other side of this is. Well, no, but we're doing this because we're trying to save the children. Right. How can you tell us that's not a good thing? Right. And that's what's brilliant, sadly, about it. But brilliant? I just, I'm just amazed, honestly, that we'll, uh, we'll get into it. So October poll, I'll just tell you the, the stats. Most Republicans and Trump supporters by now believed top Democrats were engaged in sex trafficking rings. Yeah. So again, they don't just want to build a wall. They don't just believe that caravans are coming. They believe most Republicans, most, believe that top Democrats are engaged in sex, tra sex trafficking rings. Well, and not it, that sex trafficking yeah. rings don't happen, and not that I know that they're not involved in sex trafficking rings because I don't. Yeah. But the chance of them being in sex trafficking rings right. is pretty slim. Well, and I think so. Again, when when you when so when you have a topic like. Uh, the the wall and all these things, there is a chance that at some point your rhetoric runs out of real world steam because maybe they didn't invade our country. So now you got to keep going with the threat somehow. So, well, or as an actress, sorry, bro. Yeah. If you start going down a road of ridiculousness, when does it stop? Well, but that's my point is that, see, they 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 realized that they could just avoid having to be grounded in any reality because see when you say look here's the threat you could you, prove that there's not a caravan yeah if you like the democrats the economy will crumble okay so what happens when you're a year into the thing and, and the economy is actually doing well and you still have a job no one took your guns it, it's hard right but if the thing is no no the, the thing that they're doing is way worse and you don't see it in the public right. eye now you don't have to actually defend it with with facts right also, most Trump supporters believed that Trump was working to dismantle these rings. So this was, but this is October 2020. This is 
not this is the majority opinion of Republicans that yeah. top Democrats are engaged in sex trafficking rings and Trump is working to dismantle them. Right, right. This is right down the middle QAnon uh, and Alex Jones, for that matter. November last year, how many Republicans who endorsed and or promoted QAnon content uh, won election to the House of Representatives? Oh, We're talking about one. Oh, I don't know. Like three. Two. <laughs> Two, okay. Yeah. Which is horrifying, but, yeah, yeah. you know, not as bad as three. Now, it, this is when the backlash starts to happen. Because okay. things start getting kind of out of control uh, during the election. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube began removing content and accounts related to QAnon. And the House of Representatives overwhelmingly passed a bar bipartisan resolution <laughs> condemning QAnon and rejecting the conspiracy theories it promotes. So it's interesting that the right. politicians, even though there's a couple now that were, and Marjorie Taylor Greene has like walked it back and said, I, you know, I don't believe in that kind of stuff, whatever, right? That the, the House of Representatives was still rational, which is a good sign. Right, right. That they were, even the Republicans, so, you know, because I was talking about Republican voters. Right. But the Republican politicians like, are still like, too far. are still like, no, 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 <laughs> right. QAnon, no. Like, this is not what we want. Yeah. <laughs> um, we reject QAnon. We, re- we think of it as a terrorist organization. It believes in conspiracy theories that don't make any sense, and it needs to go away. Exactly. Um, and it makes probably makes us look bad. So can you, you know, can we just go back to, you know, the Tea Party people? Because this is way beyond, right? Right. Um, after the election, of course... The storm was supposed to happen before the election, right? Or Trump was supposed to win. Um, or both. QAnon says, sometimes you must walk through the darkness before you see the light. Yeah, of course. And then went silent for the most part, which was, uh, for many QAnon believers, the eye-opening moment for them. But for most, not. Anyway, so 2021, attack on the U.S. Capitol. QAnon was one of the groups you know, many were QAnon motivated and supporters, believers that uh, committed the crimes of breaking in to try to overthrow the government of the United States. Yep. And again, they thought they were doing something good for humanity and for our country because they were brainwashed. A QAnon believer was shot and killed as she tried to break through a barrier at gunpoint. You, uh, you know, a guy is point. I don't know. Have you seen the video? Yep. The, a secret service guy has a gun pointed right at her saying, do not come through here. Cause they're still trying to get the politics. I think like Mike Pence yeah. is like right over there and he, and secret service is like, this is my job. This is what I trained for. I mean, you, like, you come through this barrier. I'm shooting you, which I got to say, like I am still in shock that that's how far it can get before anyone gets shot. Right. It's like nine 11. I was already traumatized by the realization. Like we talked about this. Oh, wait, so there aren't, like, all sorts of defensive measures at right. the ready? Yeah, like, just as an example, like, if I went to the House of Representatives on a tour, yeah, I'm positive there's probably, like, some security gate you got to go through with, like, full pat-down or something, right. you know. And <clears throat> if someone said, hey, you know, I got to go to the bathroom, and, and I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to go look for a bathroom, I would say, do not do that. Someone's going to shoot you. Because they're gonna, th- if you're not where you're supposed to be yeah. in the United States government, 
you can get shot. Yeah. They're going to assume ill intent. Yeah. Or at least arrest you or something. <laughs> and somehow, like, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so, she, so the woman, you know, who died, I, you know, one of the only people who died that day was absolutely straight down the middle QAnon person. Yeah. And again, compassion brainwashed <laughs> to believing something that she believed what compelled what she did. Yeah. And her family lost her. Yeah. Um, QAnon, the QAnon shaman, if you remember yep. that fella, uh, 638 have been charged and many of them are QAnon believers. All right. Currently, Berto, how many people agree with the following statements? These are right down the middle QAnon. Okay. Groups. The levers of power are controlled by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. So that really shoves it all in there. Narrows it down. (laughs) The levers of power are controlled by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. Uh, Americans, total percentage. 20%. Close. 17. 17. I mean, that is so many people. It's one thing to believe in a cabal. It's so another thing to believe in Satan worshipers. It's another thing to believe that Hillary Clinton and Oprah Winfrey are pedophiles. It's another thing to believe in the whole shebang. How many countries even have that many people in them? <laughs> like, that's scary. Republicans percentage. Like, seriously, like, Colombia has only got, like, 30 million people in it. Yeah. That's double the Colombia country. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, what, what was the question? Republicans? Uh, Republicans that believe in okay. that statement percentage. Oh, so it's still 40%. 23. Oh, good, good, good. Democrats. It's gone down. Democrats. See, that should be zero or negative, but it's 5%. 7%. Independents are 13. But still, 7% of Democrats, Yeah. they don't just kind of believe, they believe, they, they ask, you know, a poll, a question, what are you, Democrat? Yeah. Do you believe the levers of power are controlled oh by God. a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles right seven percent of democrats say yes i believe the levers of power of the world are controlled by cabal of satan worshiping pedophiles that is unbelievable uh donald trump statement donald trump has been secretly fighting a group of child sex traffickers that include prominent democrats and hollywood elites Percentage of Republicans that believe this? Republicans, uh, 30. Almost exactly, 29%. Okay. 20, um, (laughs) almost a third of Republicans believe that Donald Trump is secretly fighting a group of child sex traffickers that include prominent Democrats and Hollywood elites. Oprah Winfrey, Hillary Rodham Clinton, uh, and Donald Trump is secretly still fighting them. The elites would soon be swept, will soon be swept from power by a coming storm, Berto. Percentage Republicans believe. Um, yeah, the 25%. Yeah, 28. And 14% of Democrats. Yeekers. A lot of Democrats believe 14% that there's a Democrats. coming storm. Oh my goodness. QAnon. Because because things have gotten so off track, this is the scary one, Bruno. Because things have gotten so far off track, true American patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save our country. Percentage Republicans. 
28%. Oh. Because, of course, if you believe that there's a cabal of yeah, Satan-worshipping pedophiles, of course. then I'm surprised. So, it's so, not 100%. Well, but all of those people, which is the same percentage that they believe in that, they believe in that violence is necessary. Yeah. 8% of Democrats. Uh, the presidential election was stolen from Donald Trump. All Americans percentage. Um, all Americans percentage, 30%. Almost, 29. QAnon believers. A hundred, 85%. Uh, 73, which is kind of surprising. You would think it would be 100, right? But, well, yeah. I mean, I guess there's ranges. Like, well, no, I think probably not. But still, that's because the powers that be didn't okay. want him to. Uh, which leads me to believe that a QAnon believer is not a monolith. You know? Oh, definitely not. In fact, in that documentary and in, you know, th- there's ranges. In fact, uh, one of the Young Turks has a, a few interviews as well as the Daily Show and stuff where they'll interview different people. And like I said, there are Bernie supporters, there's socialists, there's communists that believe in this. Thing. Right. Um, a surveillance microchip is being planted in the COVID-19 vaccines. Total Americans believe in that statement. Um, surveillance microchip is, um, I'm going to go 12%. Close, 9%. 9% of people not only believe that there's a surveillance microchip being planted in the COVID-19 vaccine, but they also believe that such technology exists. They also believe that they can't surveil you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what... The thought is, is like, you know, having gone through... And why would the government care to surveil you? You're just sitting at home in front of your computer. No one cares. Well, and they can see everything you're doing if they just decided to hack into your computer. Or you're not at home, on your, but you're, you have your cell phone, which is already trackable. Right. Um, yeah, I know. So the, the thing I, I'm puzzled by is, having gone through you know, health issues over the last year... Uh, you know, I love modern technology and science, and I'm only alive be- because of it. At the same time, there's so much that we don't know and we can't handle, and it's yeah. haphazard at best. And there's a lot of mistreatment from medical professionals and systems upon humans. And all these people, they have relatives or themselves who have illnesses, chronic ones, cancer, diabetes, all these other things. And they've seen how there are no magic things out there. But, yes, we have microchips implanted in the vaccines. <laughs> it's, I mean, again, when I heard about this theory and I saw a few people with placards sitting outside of a hospital talking about Bill Gates and his microchips, I thought, well, you know, you're always going to have a, a few of these in every town. And what are you going to do? Nine percent of Americans believe there are surveillance microchips in the COVID-19 vaccines. Nine percent. Evangelical Christians, the, a percentage of Americans who are Mormons, I, I'm guessing, what, like three percent? I don't know. So what happens? Imagine. So, so pers- and I say that because like there are more people who believe in the surveillance microchip than there are Mormons in America. You know what I mean? It's not a fringe thing. We all understand that Mormons are like a a A massive religion. Yeah. So 
So Bill Gates is sitting. There's presumably a huge room with huge TVs with maps of dots of people. And we're talking about hundreds of millions now. Yeah. And that's only in the U.S. Worldwide, it's like, what, a billion vaccinated? Yeah. Two billion? And Bill Gates is just looking at all these dots going, so I dots. know where you are. Well, let's give him more credit than that. What it is is patterns, patterns of movement, because they're going to have to control everyone. So his machine learning algorithms are learning from the patterns. And the cell phone data was too inaccurate because they needed, I don't know. When they go to the bathroom. Yeah, sometimes you go to the bathroom, you leave. Oh, no, but you have your cell phone with you. Yeah. So I don't know why the cell phones weren't enough. Maybe because he doesn't own Apple. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that, okay, no, that, that actually makes sense. Microsoft had Microsoft phone. Yeah. And it failed in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> QAnon believers percentage believe in this microchip thing. I did see a, a funny post on Facebook today. That's, that was the first uh, panel is Bill Gates going like, it seems on, in retrospect, getting those microchips into horse dewormers was a pretty genius idea. <laughs> uh, 39% of QAnon believers believe in the microchip thing. So, again, not a monolith. Yeah. Uh, percentage of Republicans who fully reject, you know, these are people who say, no, 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 QAnon conspiracy theory, fully reject it. The, the whole thing, fully reject Percentage of Republicans. Of Republican uh, senators? No, Republican voters. Voters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, fully reject 60%. 20%. Only 20 Well, yeah, because, you know, 20% no, was... of Republicans believe, you know, in like a third of Republicans are totally on board with... So another 20 think it's bad and the rest are in the middle. rest are like, well, some of it seems right. Yeah. Uh... Percentage, this will make you... <laughs> Percentage of Democrats fully reject QAnon conspiracy. I mean, theory. it should be like 50%. It should be 80%. Well, it's 58%. You're okay. close. Uh, but still. So yeah. there are there are 42%. A good, you know, almost half of Democrats are like, well, you know, the QAnon, QAnon conspiracy theory has some, there's some interesting there's things in it. there. There is something to it. Fox News percentage, this is interesting, percentage Fox News watchers who are QAnon believers, who identify as QAnon believers? Um, 60. 18. Okay. So I thought the same thing. Yeah. And that, I think, is what will confuse you and I, because we just kind of sweep that whole thing into one big group. But I, I'm pretty sure the QAnon believers hate Fox News. I could see that, because actually Cause more they're part more of the moving thing. to OAN or other things, yeah. Uh, percentage Britons, people from Britain, are said to believe in QAnon-related theories. Oh, sadly, like 20% or 20, something. 20, 25. Yeah. Okay, you know, we, we shouldn't forget that Britain got swept along in the same kind of manipul manipulation when it came to Brexit. Right. Percentage of Britons who support QAnon specifically. Uh, that supported specifically 10%. Close six. Okay. Tougher bluff, Berto. People who reported higher levels of political knowledge were less likely to believe in QAnon conspiracy theories. Higher levels of oh, who reported? They reported. Yeah. Oh, I, I wonder if it's the opposite. Like, oh, I know a lot about politics. Therefore, that's why I know this is real. So I'm going to go. Um, and, and the tough would have been that they that they are so less people, susceptible. People. I'm going to go bluff. 
Okay, yeah, it's tough. So people okay. who report high, high levels of political knowledge, people who know more about politics, okay. are less likely to believe in QAnon. That's good. That makes me happy. Yeah. I just for a second thought maybe they'd be like self-reporting that they're more into politics. <laughs> All right, Berto, as predicted, because I'm like QAnon, this is a long episode. Um, next question, Berto, who is Q? Right. So, I mean, I saw the documentary. Um, it's it, it, If I was a betting person, I would say it started with someone like a Steve Bannon and it migrated to this, the, the um, HN kid. Ron. From the, Ron, yeah. That's what I would say. Okay. Um, yeah, that seems to be a likely scenario. Or it's still Bannon, you know. But there have been analyses that at a certain point, it uh, the language w- was very different. And I, I felt that the I felt the documentary laid really compelling evidence that in the second phase, it was that Ron. it was Ron in the beginning. Was, yeah, yeah. So I will answer this question. I will. So ask me who is QAnon? Who is Q? I don't care. <laughs> I don't. That's the what, point. What is the matrix? That that is what QAnon wants you to know, and that's why I hated this documentary. Oh, okay. The HBO documentary because it's long. It's like six, five hours long or something. I thought it was going to be about the conspiracy theory and how silly it is and why people get into it and and maybe some of the adherents and maybe helping to understand. Basically, this is like this a weird cult that just sort of emerged during the pandemic, you know. But it was about the whole thing is. Who is QAnon? Well, and I yeah. thought that's exactly what QAnon wants, and frankly, what the QAnon supporters want. No, I, I well, maybe the supporters. I disagree that that's what Q wanted. Um, quite purposely, they didn't. So I, the reason I like the documentary is because it dem- demystifies a lot of the mess. But it also elevates these people to. It, it sort of glorifies. Oh. A lot, a lot of these people in ways that I thought was these people are responsible for deaths. These people are responsible, specifically COVID deaths. These yeah. people are responsible for killing thousands upon thousands of humans. They're not responsible for all of it, but there is a percentage, a pile of dead bodies that QAnon and, and the believers, but specifically like the person behind the whole thing, the Osama bin Laden, if you will, of yeah. this whole thing, they are responsible for killing people, for causing people to believe in these ridiculous ideas that are going to, this is going to set us back decades. So don't you want to know who Osama bin Laden is? I want something to be done about it. Yeah. You I don't care. I don't, I don't want to go on some mystery. This, this documentary, it was like, it was like a, you know, a, scooby-doo episode of but like that's what it is man we're going down the rabbit hole no i see i i, I mean yeah i mean i see I, i'm not not seeing your point it's just that the wackiness is built into the thing that they're investigating and i don't think they made ron look good at all that kid looks like a sociopath but we understand that now it, any depiction is going to make him a superstar yes however as soon as there is a face to the queue it's no longer so mysterious. Unfortunately, I felt like it, it wasn't a definitive, final, conclusive thing. And so now there's still some mystery to it. Right. Um, but honestly, like, 
even better if you could be like, well, yeah, it is this kid. And look all this horrible stuff they post on A-Chan. Are, are you behind that? Because that's some of the stuff they started asking some of these religious supporters. Is like, are you aware of what gets posted on A-Chan? And I think a lot of them aren't, or at least they're turning a blind eye. Did you know that Ron kid is a local? Uh, I think I learned that from the, yeah. From Muckle Teo. He's up from up yeah. north. Yeah. So, Berto, motivation. So, Bannon... We could kind of motive. We could know maybe his motivation. He's had a political agenda of conservatism and anti-right or anti-left for a long time. But Ron, Ron's a harder one. If Ron is or a Ron-like character is, has been Q for the past year or so. Essentially, just an internet troll who might have a mild uh, agenda on the right or a free speech agenda or something. Let's speculate all the reasons why someone would do this. Well, I mean, I could relate to one aspect directly because when I was running the, those mysteries online, it started off because I was in a position where I could essentially run part of a forum and drop hints. And when you have that kind On of... On Discord, we should start uh, Birdo and on yeah. channel <laughs> and then you can dro- you could drop have Birdo, Birdo and on drops. Birdo drops. <laughs> So it is addicting because you you get a a sense of like, this is cool. I'm controlling a little mystery. Uh, These people follow everything. How many people were? Um, So at the peak, which was early on, it was, I'd say a couple thousand. So a couple thousand people are hanging on your every post. Exactly. And pouring over it and debating. And And then towards the latter years, because this lasted for like six years, I think. But for the latter years, it was down to like a hundred, you know. Anyways, the the thing is, so I, I think that... If, so power. Yeah, well, he ran 8chan, right? And all of a sudden, he's like, hmm, I know who, these, who this person is, or at least he had the way to find out, probably. And I could take this up. Well, Ron said on the documentary, it was Bannon. Yeah. And so then he's like, all right, well, why not? I'll just do it. And it's it's like, he tends to agree with the ideology, clearly. He gets the sense of power and satisfaction of, of being clever because he wants to be clever. Right. Um, so it's, it's an addicting kind of feeling to him. Why um, would someone want to just screw with people on the internet as someone who's done that sort of thing? Trolling, if you will. I mean, that's what 8chan and 4chan are. But explain to the podcast listening audience that aren't in that world, well, why would you want to do that? So, so there's a, an element of narcissism that one, like me, wants to feel smarter than the rest of the people. Mm. But in normal society, you're not necessarily in a position of power. So ah. online, you get to put these clever little things and it's okay that it goes over most people's heads because the other clever people you respect, they get it. Mm. And then together, you put these little things that confuse the noobs out there. It's and sort you of all like all laugh about it. When I was a kid, and I'll tell one general and one specific, you're on the bus and the cool kids in the back are laughing at you and they won't tell you why. Absolutely. And a specific story I'll tell is I was I've told the story before on the podcast. That me and my friend were in the fifth grade, fourth, fifth grade, and we're reading Forever by Judy Bloom which, Berto, you don't know, but it was a huge book when we were 
in the, you know, about 1980 because Judy Bloom wrote a lot of stories for kids, like okay. tweens. And then she wrote this book about a high school girl who has, she just has like a regular high school life, but she has a boyfriend and they have sex and they, she, Judy Bloom writes explicitly about having sex with Wait, her, what? with her boyfriend. Yeah. What? Judy yeah. Bloom? Yeah. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. A book called forever. It's behind me actually. Okay. And, um, a lot of kids just bought the next Judy Bloom book because they thought it would just, you know, it's a book, it's a young kid's <laughs> book. And kids are, you know, us in the fourth grade were like flipping through us, but what? Wait, if, you were reading this in the fourth grade? Yeah, and, and, and it was, I would say 90% of what I knew about sex by the age of 13 was, oh was derived God. from this book because... Oh my God. So me and my friend, we were so into this book that we would read it out loud to each other. And we would come across things and we didn't know what it meant. And his mom was super cool. And so we would go outside to the living room and, and ask her questions and then and find out if we'd go back in. And one of the things we came across was VD mm-hmm. with venereal. Right. This is what we used to call STIs. And we're like, what's a VD? And we go to her. She's like, Oh, it's a disease you get from. By the way, didn't it used to be STDs? Yeah. Yeah. And then, cause that is, that's like, uh, AIDS versus HIV, right? You're more concerned about, you're very concerned about HIV because that's what causes AIDS and yeah. STIs are what cause STDs. But Got anyway, it. so the, at least I, ha- I think I have that right. Yeah, the infection causes the disease. <clears throat> um, and we asked her what a VD was and she told us and we we're like, oh, and so the next day on the bus, we would ask kids, do you have a VD? Oh my gosh. And <laughs> I remember this girl, She she's like, um... Yes, and we're like, oh, you would laugh, and then and then we turn to the next girl. Do you have a VD? And you know, everyone's and we had the attention of the entire bus. Of you know, everyone's like, what? I don't know what a VD. They and seem every, to know what a VD. What's a VD? And everyone's wishing they could Google things back then. Yeah, and she's like, and she's like, no, I don't have a VD. And we go, ah, so we would laugh at any, no matter what. Yeah, and and then you know, by the next day. Or that's, probably by the end of the trip, we told everyone what that's meeting. hilarious, and that's. But anyway, that's it's it. a feeling of narcissism. It's that's a feeling it. of control. It's a feeling yeah. of being in an in group. It's a feeling of superiority. Yeah, and it's fun, right? You got to play a game, and it's and it's bonding. That's the other part of it. Is I get a bond. Oh, totally. With my colleague. So when when they would post, when they meaning the four chan uh, kids trolls would post something that got picked up by media, it was a huge celebration for them. Because they're like, oh my gosh, it made the front of page of blah. Like, check this article. We've out. made check it. Th- we've made it. Yeah. Uh, like, oh my gosh, they literally talked about it at the 11 o'clock news. You know, whatever. And that was hilarious because they did it for the lulls. They did it just because they're bored. And now all of a sudden, the normies out there are talking about it and writing about it. Yeah. So let's talk about why do people believe in QAnon belief system? Why do they do that? Why? Because the thing that doing the deep dive that I learned, which is of course what happened is that there were thousands of QAnons there were, and there always have been, especially online. Yeah. But something in the air in 2016, which we can all imagine. And then again, in last year in 2020, we all know what those things are, caused people to be attracted to one particular 
but if it wasn't QAnon, it would have been CIA intern or we, yeah, yeah. It, it, if it, it was just, the world was ripe for someone to rise, you know? And, uh, so why Birdo, why do people believe in this stuff? Why did the movement happen? Yeah. I mean, I think if it had been different topics about, cause they've done, so many things, a lot of those right-wing radio hosts and, and the Alex Jones and stuff about New World Order before. You know, what they're doing is they're going to put us in FEMA camps. They're going to have us live in Hobbit homes. And and first of all, like, that sounds bad, but it's like there hasn't, it hasn't happened. And also, it runs out of steam, maybe. Um, but this stuff, first of all, it's true. Kids do get abducted forever since the beginning of time. It's the scariest thing you could think of as either a parent yeah, or yeah, someone we, who's we got had a nephew. Ep- or- we did an episode a couple years ago with a man who, as a child, right. was in a child sex ring. Right. And he talked about his experiences and how there was a, a, a group of uh, child abusers who he had got sucked into and there was one that he liked and one that he thought was an absolute monster. And there were others as well. And, and he, he talks, we, you know, you can listen to that whole episode, you know, it happens and it's happening right now. Right. And so the topic is the easiest one to go. Yeah, that's terrible. Of course I want to do something about that. And it's perennial. It's not going to go out of style. By the way, asterisk, I should say he, he liked him in that he, bonded with him he made him feel special as an adult looking back he knows he was being abused right, by this person it was you know it was a grooming yeah. experience anyway i was just giving you some detail that yeah point is it goes I'm agreeing with Berto. it's happening it's happening and so it's not going to go out of style it's not going to like in five years yeah we're overthinking that child abduction and murder is bad no it's perennial and so there's that and then on top of that you have this thing of like i really really dislike these types of politicians from this party and now I'm being told that it's not just that they have some ideas fiscally that might not be as like what I want to do with taxes or whatever. Yeah. No, they're doing the worst possible crime I can conceive of. Right. So that becomes really attractive. That becomes like now I have a real reason to hate this foreign army. Right. So along those lines, and I have a whole list here, and I don't know how long this episode is going to be, Berto, but... Along those lines, I always try to distill it down to something more understandable to me, which is during a divorce, we all understand, we've heard the stories or lived through it, that people will hate each other. Yeah. People that you once loved, wanted to spend the rest of your life with, you know, smiled and said, I love you and held hands. During a divorce, not always, but sometimes it gets to this point where that person is a monster. Yeah. You hate that person. And you don't want to talk to him. You don't want to see him. You, you know, the conflict has risen so high. And you have convinced your So you demonize. Re- re- rewind the clock five years. You're glad you had children with this person. Right. Now, you think your former partner is the most, the worst parent on the planet. Yeah. And that person cannot see your children. And you'll be damned if they're going to have any contact. Um, and if, they're, if they have to have contact, it's going to be very limited. 
and I'm going to make accusations and I'm going to try and I'm going to dig through, you know, evidence to try to find that I can use in court against that person. Well, and imagine if a friend of yours showed up and said, hey, I believe that this ex-partner of yours is a pedophile right. and used to torture kids. <laughs> or or maybe more mund- in a more uh, common scenario that your kid says something like, daddy um, touched me or yeah. I don't know, or just some kind of random statement, you know, and you're like, what, what did I hear? And in the past you would have said, no, I mean, that probably didn't happen. And by the way, parents say no too often, you know, they probably should listen to their kids obviously. But point is, is that you hate that person and you believe, you believe things about that person that aren't true because you're perceiving the world through this lens of, that person is the enemy. And when you have a society now where the echo chambers are feeding people information because of algorithms and and you can just, you know, uh, relegate yourself to that corner of the internet, you hate the other side. And it's not, the hate is not in isolation. The left hates the right, and the right hates the left. And the left is vocal about their hatred of the right, and the right is vocal about their hatred of the left, which hurts either side. And there are threats made, and which causes more fear, more hurt, more reaction, more echo chamber, more retreat to your echo, echo chamber. I mean, Bert, let me ask you a question. Can you watch... Fox News. Can you go to a conservative newspaper and read it? Yes. Oh, you can? Because most people can't. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I used to um, I used to listen to uh, Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck and um, Alex Jones and uh, I used to watch Fox News. Now, through therapy, I, I learned that it, I was doing it sort of to uh, trigger myself. <laughs> okay. So I eventually stopped. Um, but yeah, I, I can do that. Well, my point is, is that people on the right probably can't even, and vice versa, tolerate each other's media uh, world, you know, that we become even more bifurcated, right? So, so like a divorce we do not have a rational point of view about the other and they or yeah. of us. Yep. And we are racking up the lawyer's bills, <laughs> the lawyer bills, you know, and we're continuing to go back to court and we keep fighting and we keep fighting and we keep fighting when we're just two parents trying to recover from a breakup and do the best job we can for our kids. And, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Well, now and now there's multiple factions. It, it, it might have been two for a brief period of time there, but there's you know there's a, a left progressive wing that hates the mainstream Democrat. Yeah, wing, and then the you Democrats could, you, hate the progressive. Well, you could roughly the, group probably six, you know, like individual groups. You yeah. know, it's, it's not like fifteen. You know, there yeah. it, it, there are groups yeah, that, yeah. that that conglomerate. Anyway, so that's one reason. Let me rattle through the other reasons here. Um it also QAnon, the community brought together several established fringe groups. You know, that that was what's clear to me from the history is that it didn't invent anything. 
it right. just rebranded and consumed. It's the, it's like the Borg of conspiracy theories. It, it's what happens with religions too, right? It's it's like yeah. Okay, we'll grab this element, this element, yeah. this element. Oh, you Boom. you have a winter festival that involves trees. Well, Perfect. it's it's Christmas now. Yeah. You know? Um. So you have groups of people. You know, some conservatives. You had libertarians. You had what the internet calls health conscious yoga moms. You have some Christians. You have mentally ill people, by the way, which I'll get into in a second. Because the mentally ill, you know, meaning people that are suffering from psychosis yeah. and schizophrenia and other kinds of conditions like that, they're on the internet. Right. They're not like, in a, you know, contrary to your beliefs, they're not in an asylum somewhere. In and Arkham even if they are, they have, they have access to the internet there. Yeah. You know? um, Anti-government people, anti-news people, UFO people, far-right extremists around the world, UK, Germany, Japan. So it gave a place where all these people could come together and do something. And, you know, and so that's one. Two is fear. And this is the most important thing, is that, and research shows this, that the more fear you have in a society, usually around big events, you know, like war or a, a virus, society always produces more conspiracy theories. It's been shown. That makes sense. Groups, when they are in conflict, cause, and this is another thing that research has found, is when you have groups in conflict, which causes fear, more conspiracy theories. When you have a strong in-group identity, more conspiracy theories. Like, I'm an American, this kind of thing. Belief that society's values are changing, which mm -hmm. causes fear, which causes conspiracy theories. Feelings of powerlessness, which causes fear, which causes conspiracy theories. Low self-esteem. Lack of a way of expressing negative feelings. This is kind of interesting, Bruno. What do you think about that? Like, when people lack the ability to a lack of venue to express their negative feelings. Why do they start believing in conspiracy theories? Uh, that's an interesting one. I actually, I remember talking with someone about this, that during that there's almost this negative effect that happened as Obama was coming into power, it was becoming really bad for people to say certain things that um, are racist and, and misogynistic and all these things. And that this negative pressure started happening. And so people, you know, certain groups started feeling like, oh, I can't say or think anything now. And then it sort of like counterbalances and explodes later. Into 4chan and yeah. QAnon. And so I, why fear? Because, well, if you have a way to think and express yourself and you feel that you are being asked to change, that feels like death in a way. Mm. Like it's a kind of part of you that needs to die for you to change right uh so when you have deep worries about the future which are somewhat rational if you are worried about climate change and irrational if you're worried about satanic worshipers drinking your blood right. um sorry can we right there that's the thing that is so sad there is actually a real conspiracy that has been going on yeah. for decades. Yeah, the oil and, and the oil for companies hundreds of years in a way. The oil companies and the government have been working together to deny the facts that they've known yes. for over a hundred years, and it that does they're causing us. a global problem yes. in our climate. And we could all hold hands and actually do something about that. Yeah. 
Uh, anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah. And you can even wrap in, you know, uh, Hollywood people. You know, there's a lot of people that are complicit or active in that problem. You know? Yeah. So because you have deep worries about the future, which some are rational, some are not, the media right now is in your hand, constantly pumping images and, and clickable content into your head. And they know that they can hack your brain by having fear-based click clickable things. And by the way, people listening out there, watch what you click because you're creating the problem if you click on those on those things. Um, and there's that happening. So that's creating... So marketers, either knowingly or unknowingly, create a system in which the more afraid you are, the more money they make. Yeah. And they do that over and over and over and over all day long. And if you have no way of monitoring that for yourself, which you'd have to do, then you get more afraid, you click on more things, and you need more conspiracy theories to give you a feeling of power, giving you a way out, giving you something to do, putting order into chaos. I mean, the problems that we suffer from particularly politically <laughs> is so overwhelming i mean you just you hear about hillary's emails or benghazi or the wall or the caravan or uh you know the football with the nuclear bombs and kim jong-un and and you know the spotted owl and climate change and lasers from space. I mean, you hear about all this stuff and it's just overwhelming. Yeah. And I'm only scratching the surface when, you know, it is, it is overwhelming. And what can you do, but try to find some, you either kind of just go, well, I guess it's a big, scary world or you put order to the chaos by adhering to QAnon beliefs that wrap it all up in this nice little package. There's a cabal of elites that are Satan-worshipping pedophiles that drink blood. And not only that, but I and Trump are going to get them. And we're going to usher in this whole new era of utopia. I just, in that, I just did that in one sentence. Maybe there's a semicolon in there. I just summarized all of it and, and, and brought yeah. a happy ending in that tiny little, I don't have to think about the systemic racism. I don't have to think about ever-changing society. I don't have to think about how, you know, when does life begin? You know, I, I just have to. I just have to have this That's sentence right. in my head, and uh, I can relax. And now I know what to do. Yeah, I just have to support QAnon and their efforts. I have to vote for Trump. I have to. Maybe March with a QAnon flag, and look, and it's, it's a matter up. of it's a matter of triage, as you're saying. Like, if if you have all these emergencies coming into your ER, right, and like, oh my gosh, look, this person's bleeding because the owls are going extinct, and this, you have to make decisions. What's the biggest problem I can deal with right now? And this makes it nice and bite sized. Well, let's do this. There's these kids dying. Do you want to do something about that? It's the same reason why actually abortion is such a powerful topic over and over and over in elections because it's made really nice and simple. Do you want babies getting killed? Uh, no? Okay, well, come with us. We have, we have something to talk about. Yeah. So for the lack of 
time, I'm going to rattle through my outline, outline here. So social media is another factor, obviously, in QAnon. Uh, it's a natural outgrowth of social media. When they do history, you know, lectures 100 years from now about social media, QAnon will be mentioned as something that was on the con of side of social media. Um, gives people something to do. Also, we were, we've already referred to this, but it gives a, it's like a, a, a lightning bolt rod, lightning rod for what I'm calling Christian energy, which is sure. Christianity has been on the wane, has been waning in American society over the past, you know, th- 30 years, maybe right. longer. And there's a lot of people walking around with uh, having been raised Christian or raised by people who were raised Christian. And there's all this, I, there's these ideas in the air of good versus evil and satanic worshiping yep. and devils and demons and and drinking blood and spells and and if you don't have a church to go to that can provide some frame for it all, then it, there's it opens up the door to this QAnon conspiracy theory, which is which taps into all of those themes. And I'm guessing yep. if you know 200 years from now in whatever sort of version, you know, let's say in the 200 years from now in the United States, Christianity is, you know, a minority. The conspiracy theory that will emerge then will have some other kind of flavor to it. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Well, and, and it's, like you said, again, it's it's easier because you could imagine something emerging that's like, hey, let's revitalize our Christianity because guess what? We have a lot of poor people. We have people suffering. We have inequality in this country. We have racial inequality. We have social problems, right? Let's revitalize Christianity and go after that. Because guess what? What would Jesus do, right? But that's complicated. That's hard and uncomfortable. And I don't know. And actually, but if, if Jesus donates everything, do I not get my car still? I don't know. So then this other thing comes along and it's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could talk about that later. But right now, the demons are after your children. Right. That's simpler. Another factor is distrust is building in our society for a variety of reasons. Uh, also, it's a feeling of community. That was one of the things I got out of the documentary that I appreciated was the sense of community that these people felt. I mean, they were totally. in... If you didn't know, if you just sort of erased what they believed in, and it was almost like meeting a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons nerds. Absolutely. It's thrilling for them. The, look, there's the ones that are deciphering the drops, right? But then there's the ones that are reading that, and then they're, they'll notice two details and post them, and then they get claps. Right. And they feel that's reinforced. But not only that, but in-person interacting. Right. Right? That you get instant friends. Yeah. You know, you like, again, if you play Magic the Gathering. Exactly. You're, and you go to your local nerd shop and you, you got friends now. It is LARPing 100%. Yeah. Totally. Um, it's also fun, as we've been talking about. It's a fun game activity that... It's an adrenaline rush. Think about, think about if, if they believe even 60% that it's real. Yeah. Like, think about you're, you're, like, we're discovering, we're changing yeah. the world. Right. You're, you're born, you're, what's his name? Jason you're, Bourne. You're, you're Jason Bourne. You're sitting at your computer and you're like some, you know, you're involved. You're Neo, man. Yeah, you're Neo, right. Um, 
cult elements, which we haven't gotten into yet. So criteria often that's involved in, so a cult uh, involves, if we're going off of this definition of cult, is high high control and elevation of the leader for the leader's own gain, essentially. Yep. And the criteria that often are met in the achievement of a high control cult, like, you know, uh, Manson family or this sort of thing, is a system of devaluing critical thinking. Mm -hmm. So definitely QAnon has that of just like, no, no, no. The prediction was wrong because I need to have some wrong ones in order for it to be right. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny. It's it's actually an interesting circuitous path to it because normally, or what I would say is in the uh, Middle Ages, uh, normal people were not supposed to read the Bible at all. Right. The whole idea is the priest interprets the Bible for you. The Bible is too holy, too, too, yeah, too divine for you, mortal, to read it. But the the one descendant in the church will uh, read it and interpret it for you. Okay. Yeah, they're just like, trust me, it yeah. says this, which means you have to do X, right. Y, and Z. So that was a more direct way to say, yeah, yeah, rational thought need not apply. I'm just going to feed you what you need to know. But this one almost does this little trick, this little sleight of hand. Oh no, we invite ra- super rational, right. deep read. thinking. Everyone can read the Bible. Deep thinking. Yeah, and fi- the more connections, the better. Right. And but then the trick is, but the ideology matters, <laughs> right? And the the part of it that you and I will never understand because we're not in this world, it, it is the subtle pressures. Because there had to have been some people that were like within the QAnon sort of universe, saying, um, "Does anyone think this is just a troll?" There there must have been there must have been some mechanism to beat those people down or to retain yeah. the message, you know? Well, and the thing that, that occurs to me is, so again, when I was doing those puzzles online and stuff, one thing I couldn't do is I couldn't have it not actually pay off because guess what? I would lose my audience pretty quickly. Yeah. If I just dropped cryptic things, sure, it'll, it'll go on for some days, maybe a couple of weeks, but when it keeps not paying off, they're going to lose interest. So I actually had to have real payouts real things that concrete things concrete things yeah so it was actually really bad if i would drop something that was a false flag let's say and they go and pursue it too long that's bad because then they get very frustrated right and then i lose but in this case but you got to have some of those otherwise it's just an announcement right so it's a, a a tricky balance but in this case what they have going for them i guess is they don't actually need the real payouts because people find connections and think that there have been payouts. Right. You know, it's crazy. Right. So, you know, like the Pizzagate situation is perfect for this, was there were people reading emails thinking, and they were dividing this theory that there was pedophiles underneath in the basement of this Comet pizza place in Washington, D.C. And so they... Uh, you know, people are talking about it and then someone goes down there to shoot it up and then the media get involved and like, what is going on? And there are reports in the media saying, this is what the QAnon people believe. We actually went to Comet. There is no basement. So at at that point, the QAnon people or the Pizzagate people, there, there has to be a, a rule in the society of the QAnon people, the, the Pizzagate InfoWars Alex Jones world 
that will negate that observational evidence. And it's, well, the media are lying. They're in on it. So that's how you get these um, uh, systems of belief that are impervious to empirical observation or any outside influence because they're all, it's all they say, well, they're all in on it. Also, isolating your members, which I don't, well, which did happen for a lot of QAnon people because they would post, because, you know, they believe this stuff. They'd post, they'd post it on Facebook and all their family and friends are like, uh, what? And then anyway, also you need a way of penalizing members for leaving, which I'm guessing the QAnon world did. You need to intensely push defining doctrines of the cult. So I'm guessing that happened in the QAnon universe of like the pedophiles are real. You know, you yeah. have to keep hammering on those things. You need to uh, feel uh, special and superior, which obviously happened with QAnon people. It's an us versus them mentality, which was true. They emphasize total loyalty to the leader, which was QAnon. Opposition is punished and an apocalypse is coming. Yeah. So these are all just like right down the middle. 101. Just cult 101, yeah. Now, mental illness. So, uh, you know, people, as I was saying... I think it's hard for people, you know, because people will post things on Reddit and there'll be a quote-unquote Karen doing something like yelling at a manager or something. Right. And some of the time, not all, I am thinking, I wonder if that person is psychotic Yeah. and they're not on their meds or Mm -hmm. they aren't being supported with their mental illness. Because the way that they're just screaming at the manager about something, and sometimes racist things, because, you know, you can say racist things when you're suffering from delusions about, you know, you can have delusions about race, you know. And if you are suffering from delusions, you will absorb elements of the society and parrot them. And there's always this assumption on Reddit, because sometimes I'll even look at the comments, I'll be like, is anyone going to suggest that maybe this person's having an episode? Yeah. And we shouldn't be ridiculing them on the internet right now <laughs> that like they're having a thing. Yeah. Um, Cause the other thing that could happen is you can have episodes while you're on airplanes. Actually there there's, there's travel related illnesses and even airplane related illnesses that can result in psychotic episodes when you're in a plane. And then you can have a total meltdown on a plane, but everyone, wow. everyone just assumes that the person is operating from a place of volition. And I'm always like, you can't assume that <laughs> yeah. believe me. Like, you know, so Berto, how many Americans have symptoms of psychosis percentage wise? Oh wow, psychosis. So this um, is delusions. Okay, two percent, one percent, one or two okay. percent qualify for a psychotic disorder label. But, a lot, <laughs> but there are many. But there are many more that don't rise to. It's it's not like if you have any hallucination or sure. any thought disorder issues, it's you like qualify. A gradient. Yeah, so. Really, only the top, say, 20% of people qualify for a label. You probably have about 5% of Americans who are somewhere on the schizophrenic spectrum, if you will. And so, you know, that's millions of of Americans. Yeah. And these these are people who have jobs, you know, people who are subclinical. They might be kind of, if if they were in your family, you might be like, wow, you're kind of, you think some weird things or... You might avoid that person at work because whenever you get to talking to them, they they talk about some strange things. And so these people, but, you know, they go to work, 
they have kids, they yeah. have a, they walk their dog, but they have odd ways of seeing the world. And for a long time, you or whoever knows them says, oh, they're a little funny. Yeah, sometimes they say weird things, but you know, right. you know, Bob, you know, John, you know, Bobby. Why the, don't, why did I pick Bob, John and Bobby? <laughs> Those are the only names I know. <laughs> These people are extremely susceptible to QAnon or any conspiracy theory on the internet. Right. It is right down their alley. It's a community. They feel normalized. And so I would take a guess and say that a good percentage of people in the QAnon community are either full-blown psychotic or episodically psychotic or yeah. on the spectrum. Not, not a lot, you know, obviously, because it doesn't rise. But, uh, you know, say 10% of QAnon believers, I, I would just take a rough guess. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a thing. I could see it. I mean, I would I would imagine that there could be a greater prevalence than in normal, like a normal sampling of society. Right. Because just let's review the core belief. Yeah. There is a cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles who are killing children and drinking their blood. That may be demons. I'm that sorry. might be demons. <laughs> but might need the adrenochrome to live longer. And there's this magical creature on the internet called QAnon that can predict the future. I yeah. mean, does that sound grounded in reality, right? Right. So, it, you know, it, it's possible. Um, that, I, I was going to ask you, maybe you were going to bring this up, but the, uh, um, I was also thinking if there would have been any greater prevalence of people that had suffered sexual abuse that might feel you know, triggered by those beliefs, but in a sense of like, yeah, I want to do something about that because I was abused and you see uh, what I'm start saying? Start over? What do you say? What do you like I'm, I was, I've been wondering if there might be a greater percentage of QAnon believers that suffered some, some form of sexual trauma. Right, right, right. Exactly. So that was my next bullet point oh, okay. is childhood sexual trauma. Yeah. So if you've been traumatized sexually, you have good reasons to be scared of right. being victimized and to advocate for victims and to maybe be hypervigilant about victimization. Yeah. And be more suspicious about the world. Be more suspicious yeah. and maybe see threat that doesn't exist. Yeah. Or look for an order to the chaos because as a kid, you were growing up, you didn't know who was going to abuse you. Some people did, some people didn't. Whereas the QAnon conspiracy theory gives you it on a platter these are the people we have identified them yeah now you can sleep at night because we know where they are hillary clinton isn't likely to break into your house so you're safe you know there anyway but trauma i would imagine absolutely and trauma is associated with greater conspiracy theory adherence um for example oh another trauma related thing is loss of children so when you go through a divorce and you lose your children, yeah. you might have this displaced hypervigilance about your children applied to this QAnon theory. Sure, yeah. So 2019, a QAnon believer was arrested and charged in Colorado with conspiracy to commit secondary, second degree kidnapping of one of her children who had been removed from her custody. She believed her child had been taken by evil Satan worshipers and pedophiles. So this is a woman who had her children taken away from her, uh, probably for good reason, because I've been through those experiences with families, and they usually wait too long to take the kids away, honestly. And then she finds this QAnon thing that says, hey, the, you know, the authorities that be are a bunch of pedophiles, and 
it kind of matches up with your feeling. And so right. she had this conspiracy to, to steal her children back. We don't know the mental state of this woman, but that that's one story. Another t- from 2020, a QAnon believer was arrested and charged with kidnapping after taking her two daughters from her own grandmother who had legal custody. Wow. So you could imagine. So again, this absorption of several different groups, the health conscious yoga mom, the libertarians, the people who lost their children in a custody battle, yeah. those who have been sexually assaulted as children and aren't in therapy and don't have a way of feeling safe. Um, conservatives, uh, ex Christians that are disillusioned with their church, you know, it, it sort of absorbs all yeah. these people. Another factor is personality. So uh, conspiracy mindedness is, associated with interpersonal paranoia about others, obviously disagreeableness versus agreeable narcissism. So the higher, the more narcissistic you are, the more likely you are to believe in a conspiracy theory. That is interesting. So, cause I, I know, I know you are and stupid. That valid. That's the thing I was saying earlier. Actually, cause I mentioned that even I would recognize in myself that that's a little bit of the drive that if I can put something out into the world that is seen as special, that validates me as better, right. as more special. Yeah, it totally matches up with narcissistic supply of, I know things you don't. Yeah. I am smarter. You are dumb. Do the research. I know things. Dude. Yeah. I have ways of knowing things. You know, it. if you don't have a conspiracy theory as a narcissistic person, how there's not a lot, you know, there are other ways, but it's a very easy way to gain some level of, of superiority. You can see it in the response. And it's impervious to evidence again, you know, cause it's like, totally, you know, cause there's no way to refute it. Cause it's, it's impervious to science. And, and you so. can see it in the response styles because there's things like, well, what, where do you get your news? What, you know, what sources do you listen to? Right. It's, it's always this idea of like, well, yeah, I used to be like you until I took the red pill. Right. And you are not at my level now. Yeah. That's why the, the whole, if I never hear, like there's a new matrix movie coming out and I'm the red pill, blue pill scene. Cause I heard there was going to be a, another, another one. one. <laughs> I'm just like, that scene's just been ruined for me, you know, in so many ways. Yeah. Anyway, there's also a bunch of cognitive quirks that are responsible that are just human brain problems that uh, contribute to conspiracy theories. And that is confirmation bias, which I won't go into, but right. it's in the title. Dunning and Kruger, you know, the less we know, yeah. the more confident we are. That's like that research finding that people who identified as knowing more about politics were less likely to believe in QAnon. So if you don't right. know much about right. politics, you are much more likely to believe that you know a lot when yeah. you know nothing. Pattern perception bias, you know, we automatically see patterns when there aren't patterns. So if you're like, well, there's, you know, Hillary Clinton was talking about uh, pizza. You know, there must be some kind of pattern there other than that they were just going to pizza. Agency bias, which is a a bias that when we see a problem, we we have this bias to put a human, like a single human or a group of humans minds behind it instead of recognizing that it's a societal systemic issue that just sort of emerges from our society. You right. know? Um, also we have a quirk, a cognitive bias that when we're confused, we tend to dig in more. What do you mean by that? <laughs> when we don't know things, <laughs> we tend to, um, 
become more stubborn about our beliefs, yeah, yeah. which is opposite. You, if, if you're confused, you should probably relent and say, you know what? I guess I'm kind of confused. Oh, I, but, do, but, I do this a lot where, um, I, you know, I'll have an argument about something and I rem- let's say it's something I remembered, you know, oh, you know, no, in that one, in that one instance of uh, such and such happened. And then the other person says, no, that's not what happened. So then I'll go and I'll start trying to dig for research to see how I can validate the memory I have because now I'm confused and I'm trying to stubbornly make the facts work. And it takes a lot for me to go, okay, maybe I'm just not remembering this right. (laughs) (laughs) So Berto, what should we do? We should join a movement, start a religion. No. um, So I was thinking this, this thing where you didn't like the documentary because it, it, single or it was trying to just find out who it was well and it elevates the perpetrators right but i feel like there's a way of doing something that maybe is not what it was doing for you that is demystifying things and i'm not sure what the best approach is but demystification i'll give you an example of what happened for me years ago with when i read the da vinci code when i read the da vinci code it had things in it, the you know Dan Brown book that became a movie and stuff. It had things in it that I thought were made up, like the whole. Uh, I didn't know about the Council of Nicaea where they decided what Bible, how to arrange the Bible, and all these things. And so when I read that in the book, I was like, "Oh, that's a funny thing he's making up." And then I found out, no, no, that was real because I hadn't studied that in in classes. I didn't know that part of history, and that set me down a path where I started like doing all this research. Re- I read like this huge chronology of the bible that asimov wrote and i started informing myself and then i i kind of evolved my belief systems as a result of it but the the way it started is that there was a demystification when i found out that it was a group of people that decided what went into a specific book that demystified some of it so i'm wondering if there could be a similar effort where parts of these beliefs are demystified for example that's why i was saying Man, if we could have only had the cops go in with the lady into the yacht, and you're right that a lot of people would have still said whatever. But there was some demystification with the Pizzagate when they took cameras into Comet. And when the guy actually came out and talked to that guy, there that was demystification. So that there can be, it won't work for everyone, but maybe you need to erode it. You need to chip away at it. Yeah. Well, what I'll say is that we need to reach out to the QAnon believers. We need to reach out to them in a similar way that you would reach out to someone in a cult. Because if they're in it, they've been cultized. They've been indoctrinated. And you can't just come at them and say, you realize your belief system is stupid, right? You realize that believing in a cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles who are drinking blood to extend their life that's ridiculous, right? You realize that, you know, a microchip in the COVID vaccine, you realize that technology doesn't exist. One, they have an answer to that because, of course, they do. And two, it just pushes them away. Yeah. And so if we're going to fix our country, not only with the QAnon people, but with a lot of the divide, we have to have compassion. We have to humanize. We have to say... These are real people. These are good. And that was actually another, actually one of the good things about the documentary is that they showed the people 
and I was like, oh, they're not terrible. They're exactly. just they're just kind of. I don't know. I don't know what the. Well, I don't know it, if they just chose. I I just saw them as. I saw them as like a a different pocket, but a similar pocket. So I'm in the Dungeons and Dragons world, and I've always been in the Dungeons and Dragons world since it since Dungeons and Dragons was invented in the '70s, and everyone I've always played Dungeons and Dragons with, particularly in the past, not so much recently, has always been a misfit, a, a weirdo. Uh, you know, something about them was just socially wrong. You know, mm-hmm. we, we were all like the weirdos. And to the point where in college, uh, I played with some D&D guys in my fraternity and they had a secret knock. They 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 <laughs> hid the fact that they played. We, we would play Dungeons <laughs> Dragons in the frat. And but you had to. <laughs> yeah. And it was because there was bullying. Some other guys really? in the frat would actually. Uh, break into the room while they were playing Dungeons and Dragons and actually trash the whole game. Oh my gosh. So did you guys have to have a code word like, hey, do you guys want to go get loaded and get some girls? Yes, wink, wink. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> but when I entered the frat, I'm a jock. So I've always been one foot in the jock world and one, and one, foot, foot, in the nerd world. <laughs> one foot in the nerd world. And so I was like, I'm not hiding in your stupid like D and D room, I'm going to open the door. And so I just started flaunting it. I did. And I, I would walk around our parties with my monster manual nice, and just shove it. And then, cause the, the jocks who were, you know, uh, bullying the D and D guys in my frat, they didn't know what to do with that. They'd look at me like, you're just going to walk around the monster manual. I'm like, yeah. And then they saw that I was socially able you demystified it <laughs> yeah and i and and i i pulled the D guys out of the closet it's yeah. like stop hiding because that's yeah. making it worse if you act like it's bad so my point is is why was i talking about no that? no because so if we force <laughs> if we force sub communities into a closet oh no 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 oh, so here so thank you for trying to save me but here's the reason why i brought up the d is that when i was so uh, D&D people, particularly in the past, were misfits. When I was watching this documentary about the QAnon, they all looked like misfits and kind of talked like misfits. Not bad, not, you know, I'm, I'm, the reason why I want to talk about the D&D misfits is because I identify as a D&D right. misfit. And it was, them being in the closet made it problematic. <laughs> right. But, uh, but I'm saying that I, I have, comp- I see them as yeah. human beings that are similar to me, but they're just in a different weird misfit pocket. Sure that um, became, I'm guessing, a bastion, an oasis for these people feeling rejected from other sort of mainstream parts of society, maybe even within their own political group. Anyway, so I, I want to humanize them. I want to see them as like fellow, fellow misfits that are looking for a, something to hold on to. And, you know, I get that. And if we can, if we can bond on those things and understand each other, then we can, we can influence them. I, I, so a hundred percent agree that this is why I actually did like the documentary because it didn't focus on look at how ridiculous these people and their beliefs are. It, it, it tried to do one thing and maybe it didn't succeed, but it tried to say, Hey, we, we hear you and we're not going to demonize you. However, just so you know, the, person that you're listening to is just this dude who well, runs that's interesting. if that's true Berto then that's genius which is a good thing and maybe that's why I didn't like it because I wanted to see more 
debunking. Debunking. And the first two or three hours, I was thinking, if you're a QAnon believer... You're going to like this. You're going to like this because it is... It's... um, it's not debunking anything. And that's the thing. If, if it started debunking right away, then if you're a QAnon believer, you're going to turn it off. <laughs> right. And, and of course, I don't need to see a thing about QAnon. Right. I already have my, man, my mind made right. up. But the QAnon people, maybe, so maybe it did help. Yeah, maybe. Well, so for me, the, A, I agree with you. Compassion. These are real people. Obviously, there's millions of them. Yeah. Right? Um, I do think... One other thing that could that could maybe make a dent help, not that they're gonna do it, and, and and it's not fair to ask them to do it, but I'm just saying for me, I think, I think if I were Hillary Clinton or Bill Gates or one of these people that have been accused of this, I think what I might do is say, fine, for any amount of time, my life is going online, basically, bring in the cameras, bring in the interviews, and. I'm just going to let it all hang out. Like, here's my day in my life. Here's the people I associate with. Here's where I travel. Here's what I do. And of course, it's a risk and, you know, securities and all this thing. But I feel like it'd be like, I'm going to demystify myself to you. And maybe you'll still think that the other person, but I want you to like see me as a person. Because I think that's kind of what Trump did. It's like, he, he's like, yeah, I'm just someone who just tells it like it is. And then that's why a lot of people are like, fine, I'm okay with all the, terrible things you say because I guess you're not so bad after all (laughs) and like I think there could be a little bit of a demystification instead if you think about it a lot of these people they accuse you never really see much of them you know so it is kind of mysterious like what is Soros doing where is Hillary Clinton yeah where is Tom Hanks yeah um all right so in conclusion of one of the longest episodes we've ever done Berta we're almost at three hours yeah um this sort of thing happens when societies are stressed. It happened before, it'll happen again, and we have to keep the faith that we will carry on. Yeah. <laughs> and when the QAnon thing dies off in 20 years, there'll be another one, and we'll carry on. And it doesn't mean we just look the other way, it just means we have to have faith and have to keep trudging down the road of justice. Yeah. Secondly, I want to remind us all that QAnon believers killed people. They spread lies of COVID. They are motivating acts of terrorism today. And it is something to be terrified of. Thirdly, QAnon believers are good people, most of them. They're brainwashed as all heck, but they're good people. They're not stupid. They're not evil. They are misinformed and scared and looking for answers like anyone else would. And everyone out there, please take care of yourself because you deserve it.